<laughs> I'm no doctor, but that sounds painful. Yeah, baby, yeah! This is Daryl the Trek Nerd from Grumpy Cast and This Week in Trek, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. I don't like this place. Alive, it's alive, it's alive! Flee in terror, ladies and gentlemen, the casuals are taking control of the airways. This is Casually Hardcore, live on alphageekradio.com. Tangents are kind of a big deal. For Sunday, the day of long pauses, September 14th, 2014, this is Casually Hardcore, and I am Gnomewise. I am Daxa. And I'm Grail. Broadcasting from Chateau Daxa. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it is. I guess she needs to clean the place. (laughs) (laughs) So I have servants for uh, <laughs> Pseudo make me a sandwich. Anyway. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yes, my, my poor honey is um, thankfully on the uptick end of recovering from uh, yeah root canal, mm. which apparently, according to her report, since I've never experienced this, is just as bad as every standard comedian has ever made it out to be. Yeah. You've, you've had this experience? Well, no. Yeah. I've never had a root canal, so uh-huh. I know. Not fun, apparently. No. Uh, yeah, lots of, of drilling around in the in the bone of your you know head, right, and um, strapping you down and not permitting you to move or interact with the outside world, or you know, if, you learn if you're claustrophobic or not in, right. during this experience. Oh yeah. So we are we are we are one iolite down, um, but we are on the air due to the uh, heroic uh, driving on my part once I got on the road and then and then realized, oh look, all the major freeways between my house and there are closed. Yeah, what's up with that? Everything uh, is closed this weekend. I don't know. It's been a couple days. Some kind of weird convergence of the planets and the crazy. the deciders of well, road work. Considering last weekend we were underwater, maybe they said, oh, there's perhaps some damage we really need to fix. There's some drains <laughs> we ought to unplug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who weren't watching the, the news, we made national news in, on a lot of stations because Interstate 10, right. west of Phoenix, where it's a, it's a, sub, it's a submerged freeway, was a canal. Was submerged. Yeah. <laughs> By several feet. Because there there weren't no drains working in that section. And it nope. was imp- an impressive. It became a retention basin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Don't uh, just stay home. This, right. Yeah, this was not this past Monday, but the Monday before. And it was. Yeah. Yeah. That was quite something. It but was. Anyway. It was interesting. For sure. So, but we're on the air. Cause, because me and you. Uh-huh. Their, their house. My rig. Da, 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 da. And that's your the show. ears <laughs> from, from our house to your ears exactly right. via the miracle of the interwebs and on that interweb we have our producer nay irc rep the oh, yeah. barry von awesome there's that guy barry white save my life 
as always, heroically monitoring the chat room to screen us from the darkness and the evil and, and the wait a second, interaction with our listeners. Let's let's revisit this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we are perhaps doing it wrong. If you have things you want to bring to our attention during the show, please filter them through Barry VA, and um, he will be the decider, don't you know? And decide. Mm-hmm. Um, what have we had going on let's see a little game called destiny yeah became a real thing and apparently has infected the grail. grail's life grails yeah yes. i have daxa has successfully daxa has evaded it so far has 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 been forced to uh evade it well it's, it's not, not my really, type of yeah, game yeah it's not her bag i'm baby. waiting for the 18th that's all i can say and the 18th brings you dragonfall director's uh-huh. cut yeah that'll be nice to play through as well yeah there's been a lot of good stuff out a lot of interesting sales but i've been like no i know destiny is going to come out i'll just be playing that so anything i buy now will just go into my steam library and not do anything for a long time so i might as well just wait for the holiday sale or something like that so because destiny definitely has taken up a good chunk of time they uh did a good job with it Uh, i've read reviews that a lot of the reviewers that i've seen have been complaining about repetitiveness yeah we talked a little about this before the show it's very the same thing over and over again and to that i say it's halo which for the most part was the same thing over and over again Mm. but it was compelling enough from a gameplay standpoint to make it worthwhile to do over and over again uh i think the problem is is whereas halo had missions that you did and you were driving towards an end game or a, a, you know, a completion of the game or doing multiplayer destiny has MMO like qualities that once you've completed the main story, then there's an actual uh, gear grind that you go into doing various strike missions, or you can grind uh, the PVP and just right. do multiplayer deathmatch type stuff, uh, which right now I hear the the big complaints I'm seeing on the Destiny boards is that it's apparently a lot easier to get gear via the PVP option than it is to do strikes. Like strikes are taking like 40 minutes in some cases to do, whereas you can bang out like three matches of PVP. Oh, hang on, hang on. You're <clears throat> telling me a newly launched intellectual property multiplayer online game may have balance issues? Yeah. No. I know. You've got to be making that And up. not only that, but there's even balance issues between classes. Oh, you're kidding I me. I know. You never would have thought. Apparently... You mean one class is clearly OP? Well, a lot of people are saying, like, the hunters in multiplayer, like, apparently they have some ability. I haven't unlocked this yet on my hunter, but apparently they get an ability that basically lets you practically one-shot somebody. <laughs> <laughs> They're a sniper. Um, Easily. Well, no, it's like, it's their melee version, like, class that they have. Apparently they teleport behind and you would stab me in the back and you die. Oh, <laughs> like and like the life. hunters are like, but but I have to be behind you for that to work. Uh, I'm like really, behind <laughs> <That's laughs> where you teleport. <laughs> Sounds so. totally fair. But what is it with hunters in general? Because there for a long time there was the one turn kill deck yeah. hunter deck in Hearthstone that everyone was bitching mm-hmm. about. Just the, you bring the word hunter. Apparently in. that's yeah. Apparently they never can get them right. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of odd because that hasn't always been the case. I remember the hunters in EQ weren't like. Well, they were rangers. We were, they weren't hunters per se. Yeah. They were rangers. Same basic difference. Come they on. ranged for clerics yeah. to res them. Exactly. Yes. Um, and I played a ranger all through. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, man, I was stupid. <laughs> it tells you how good their damage was, though. That they were dying so fast because mobs were like, yeah, oh, you need true. to die. So, yeah, I mean, that, there's that. Uh, I was a bit of an aggro magnet, yes. 
Yeah, I don't know, but the uh, otherwise, uh, you know, IRC is ma- mentioning co obvious. You know, it's one of those things like, yeah, obviously, most games are more fun with co op. Um, so yeah, definitely playing co op is great. Uh, but even playing single player for me, the mechanics of the shooting is very Halo esque, which is not a knock. It is what Bungie does. They have really tight controls. The frame rate is impressive as hell. The graphics are beautiful. Um, it's not like a Diablo or Border lands like loot raining from the sky Mm -hmm. so usually when loot drops it's very meaningful because you're like oh wow hey an item let me go get this uh decrypted and see what i got uh so for me it's been definitely something i've sunk apparently according to my destiny app (laughs) 12 hours into so far a nice another add-on they brought to this generation of gaming the the accordant app for your for your game right make sure you can never stop thinking about it yeah so i think it it works well plus if your friends sign up you can create like your clan on there and you can see what activity they're doing on their alts and stuff plus you can check like their in-game stores that have like you know a refresh cycle for their inventory so you can actually just check on the app and see what they have for sale and when they're going to refresh. So it's kind of cool. So you don't even have to log in. You just can check real quick on the app and go, nope, nothing I'm interested in. I'll go do something else for now. Or, oh, wow, there's this item I've been waiting for for the guy to put on sale. Let me log log in in. real quick, buy it, and uh, go forward. So it's cool. And they've already announced also that, I mean, this week they did a special PvP thing. Next, this upcoming week, they're going to release their first raid. So Bungie's... Definitely saying, you know, we have plans for this game, and they've pretty much labeled out their first, like, month and a half of content they're putting out for it. Um, So they really are always taking the stance that this is going to be, I mean, according to them, a 10-year game. But we'll see. But, hey, if you can make it through the first year with a lot of content and keep it uh, engrossing, hey, I'm all for it. This should be an interesting thing to see if... Hmm. This would be one of the first console, online console games where they release you know, DLC and stuff along the way, and yep. then three years from now they release Destiny 2. And it's yeah. a new game, but you migrate your character yeah. for continuity. With a discount. <laughs> one would hope. <laughs> Speaking of discount, I did want to do a shout-out to yeah. either Bungie or the... Pretty sure it's Bungie. Bungie made the decision that... So I was, of course, sitting on my PS3... Mm-hmm. In the in the last yeah. generation, thinking, should I get Destiny? Mm-hmm. You know, should I tr- should try once again to integrate console play into my life? Right, because you do so much computer play. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> I mean, maybe console right. will have a better chance. That's true. Um, I, I I need to give it a chance. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay. So I I get as far as looking in the online store to do the e purchase right. and see the lovely words. This download includes the PS3 and PS4 versions yeah. of the game. And Grail was telling me that it's exactly the same on the Xbox One, Xbox 360 side. Right. You buy it for the 360, and you buy an X-Bone later. Yep. You can upgrade for upgrade. free. You, you, don't even or, upgrade. you just re-download yeah, it. You just get it for included. This is the way it should be done. That's awesome, actually. This is good customer service. This helps the... Uh, console developers sell boxes. Oh, yeah. And it helps you retain happy customers. All other developers pay attention to this. Right. This is how it should always be. If you have a separate version for 360 and Xbox One and a separate version of your stuff for PS3 and PS4 yeah. in these transition periods, sell it once and be content with that. No kidding. Yep. It will keep me coming back. I mean, Bungie already has me as a lifelong customer. They will need to screw up. On a galactic scale to lose me as a customer. Because I've been with them since the days of of Pathways in the Darkness and Marathon. Yeah. So I'm a big cheerleader 
for our, our boys at Bungie. Mm-hmm. Can I see your uniform? My uniform? Does have a big My cheerleader on it? uniform? Yes. You want to see me in a short, short skirt? No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Oh, you come don't. on. There, let's work on that. not enough brain bleach in all the world, my dear. <laughs> you know, the other big thing I would say is with all the talk within the last year or so about anything that's an always-on game, this one is an always-on game. Mm-hmm. You have to be connected to play, and you've not no heard a word of it. Because they, it's they've been done, they've balanced pretty it well. much they did the beta. Yeah. They did a very thorough and, yep. and expansive beta. Yeah, where they basically said, everybody join in. Please, please torture our servers, which is the kind of load testing you need to do. And obviously over-invested in their physical plant to yeah. back it up. And hey, what, what do you know? Nobody's bitching about lag. No. Uh, that can't be attributed to their own ISP. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying nobody's bitching about lag because it's the internet. Yes. Someone will always right. be blaming, uh, be blaming lag. lag for their, oh, lagged out, man. No way. No, no headshots. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and I mean, in, in regards, it's more like a Diablo than it is like a MMO in that when you're running around in an environment, it, chances are you're only going to see a maximum of maybe 16 other people right. in a given environment. No, they're not going to, they're not going crazy. So it's pretty segmented. The number of models it yeah. has to track. They, they planned well. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, so. Or we're just getting used to it. Probably a combination thereof. Right. You know, I mean, uh, we're now used to it always being, it, it's always on. It has right. to always be on. So now you're like, eh, whatever. Why, yeah. why is this a, a, a problem? Yeah. Uh, basically, until the eventual news story breaks about them turning on your Xbox One camera. Anyway, it's not even worth it Why anymore. Why is your Xbox pointing at your bed in your yeah. bedroom to begin with? I mean, you look at like the Xbox, though, every deal now you see is for the one that doesn't have the Connect. So. They didn't even, at their last major yeah, convention press event, they didn't mention it no, a single time. Very little. They have walked away from that yeah. whole idea because. It essentially is a failure in all important respects. They did not get buy-in sure. from the developers. There's tons of potential in that hardware that nobody really got on board with. No. Mm-hmm. And the areas where it had shortcomings were really important yeah. areas, like voice recognition. Right, right. <laughs> Xbox on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please, Xbox, turn on. Turn on, Xbox. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it, it's one of those ones where it was... you know. Almost, and and maybe yeah. the next generation years down the road, when when all that stuff is in our smartphones and yeah. our smart watches mm-hmm. has been completely refined and is we're already totally used to just speaking to our equipment, then of course we would not buy a console without it. Well, I mean, it's just sad because they could have gotten all the functionality that people would actually want out of it by just putting a microphone on the actual Xbox console. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. You didn't need a, a peripheral to do what they had most grand people plans use it for. for I know, I know. But it, this was, it was designed, the design spec sheet for this thing was written during the heyday yeah, of the motion. dance programs yeah. and all those games that oh, were yeah. using motion control, and they didn't see the steep cliff that that popularity was right. going to drop off. Right. So they built this whole peripheral for a niche, yeah. thinking it would be much more than... But I see this as typical Microsoft because the number of times I've looked at Microsoft being too soon, yep. way ahead of their time. They tried mm-hmm. to do tablet PCs right, yeah. right. in the early aughts, yep. and they were horrifyingly yeah. bad. And they tried to do um, oh, the, the early Windows phone mm-hmm. iterations where they basically tried to take Windows 98 and Windows uh, XP and stick that interface on a phone. Yeah. 
too soon. Same thing with, um, I mean, the, the, surface the Surface is finally the realization yeah. of what they tried to right. do with the early tablets. So their thinking is very innovative, but their, their execution, execution is lacking. Right. Yeah. Or they, they have grand ideas, and, and the, I mean, I look at, here's a great comparison, Apple versus Microsoft. When they were getting ready to release the original iPad, when they did the teardowns, they saw the solder points and everything were there for the front-facing camera. Ah. And it was basically, in this case, it's attributed to Steve Jobs, the demos came in for FaceTime over cellular networks, uh. and this, the, the performance is not here. It's not ripe yet. Right. Pull the camera off. Hmm. So they, Microsoft doesn't have that gland that says, even though we can do it doesn't mean we should, should Jurassic be, yeah. Park. So they always go for it. Say, oh, we can solder a camera to this motherboard. Let's do it. Yeah. Even though it's going to suck. Apple has can with hands. No, let's wait a generation yeah. or two until the other pieces fall into place. The cellular data networks or are Or someone faster. else tries it first. Falls on their face. And, that works. and we'll see how much better ours yeah. looks next yeah. to theirs. Exactly. Same thing. Yeah. Um, same thing with the one of the great comparisons of the iPhone 6 Plus. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a great data sheet out there that puts my phone, the Nexus 4, up against right. it. And feature for feature, the Nexus 4 had this stuff in 2012. Yep. So the headline was, hey, Apple users, welcome to 2012. Mm-hmm. And then go does the, here's the big screen we've had since 2012. Here's near-field communication. Here's all the stuff yeah. that the Nexus 4 has had forever. But now Apple is finally catching up. Now that it's refined and more or less perfected. Mm-hmm. That's the Apple way. Right. Yep. Just because the feature exists. And they're going to sell millions of them. Oh, God. Have, are either of you going <laughs> for it? Um, it depends. I really need to you know, hold it in my it. hand. Yeah. But probably. I'd say for myself, probably, yeah. from what I've read of it, I'd like to try it out. The 6 or the 6 Plus? The 6 Plus. So you want the bigger I form the factor. Bigger the the phablet. As yeah. The, yes, I, phablet. I hope that, that term dies in a fire, by no, the way. Yeah, it's a horrible Terrible. Term. Stupid, because it's not. It's just a, it's it's just just a, a large phone. phone. Yeah. Um, other than the big screen, what has what has your attention? The big screen. Just the big screen. Pretty much. I mean, I mean, it's got enormous battery I mean, life too because it it's, it's it room for more batteries. Yes, it has better battery life, and um, the feature. Ah, uh, you know, I mean, I like my iPhone five. There's not really mm. a lot different other than I mean even faster processor right right a more refined version of the motion yes. processor if it's better mm. it should be a little better at everything this one already does my iPhone 5 already does fine mm-hmm. so I get that but really the only major major difference well is the again we've, we've, we've hit though a point with phones I think where it's like why what does it matter like what what feature right now can come out that's oh my god it'll be something none of us have thought about yeah, right. something it to be. so revol- it would have to be so revolutionary right. yeah. holy crap i never thought about that that's the coolest thing ever mm-hmm. yeah which segues nicely into what do you think of the apple watch well they have that that's what they want it to be they want that to be the thing we all go ooh dick yeah. tracy ooh well but the thing is with the whole apple watch it's like having it it's really like having one of the little um I, the ipod nanos there, there were you could get the, the old square nanos yeah. that they, people made wrist straps for. Right. Yeah, because a, a girl has a couple of the wrist straps that I bought him because he used to run with it. Right, and for a portable media playback device, yeah, that's fantastic. That's not bad. Yeah. The idea behind the watch is it, it's a front end for things that are running in your phone. Right. So it's it's got the accelerometers and it, it adds you know the the fitness angle was big on it. It adds the heart monitor. Of course. Um, not sure. But you can do that with... There's a lot of things out there you can do that with. 
Yeah, but you piece it together. Again, Apple's, it together. Apple's, Apple's yeah. trying to bring it all, all, under, all under the one umbrella and have it integrate with your phone. It's all right, but really, I don't wear a watch often. And when I do wear a watch, it's like a nice watch, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I, well, I mean, there, there are versions of that that were quite swanky. Yeah, they, they have to have diamond. I'm talking nice watch. Somebody, well, part of the beauty of it is they did make the uh, the new universal band adapter. And the, uh, every watchmaker in the world has got to be looking at this and saying, why the hell didn't we think of that? Yeah. They're really easy to swap. Someone's going to make yeah. a third-party one with all diamonds. And I'm it's, sure. It's all going to be out there. I'm sure. sure. I, I don't know. I don't know. It didn't, I mean... It, I mean, it wasn't I experimented those... with a Pebble for a while, which is the, the open-source version that works with iOS and Android. And it's like, eh. Yeah. There's nothing about it that to me is compelling and I think we, we even have an article on it it's like so what do I do with this thing then? Yeah. yeah yeah pretty much yeah. and that's kind of my point it's like what exactly especially considering that they're moving the phone to a phablet yeah. size thing but then we're going to put a lot of the same features onto a teeny little screen on your on your wrist just reaching into your pocket is so right. 20 you know 2007 yeah <laughs> like how could you tap your phone against a sensor just tap your tap watch your against Really, I mean, it's cool that it has the built-in, like we were saying, the, the heart monitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and oh, yeah. There's some cool things about it. It definitely is a Shadowrun-esque move with creating your own personal network, right? Exactly. Where you'll have your devices talking to each other. Just, I mean, the personal like, area network is not a new idea. <laughs> no, 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 that's no, what no. Bluetooth was supposed to bring. Right, right. It never did. But it, it hasn't happened yet. The idea has been there, but this is the first step where you can actually see it. Okay, this is actually this may take going to be shape. a thing. It just it just doesn't do enough yet. Now I haven't seen the killer app yet. Yes, exactly. Oh, I gotta have there that. There might be something out there that that does bring it full circle, and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to buy this mm-hmm. thing. But right now, it's just like it's cute. I'd like to see someone using I'm it. I'm glad maybe? someone's thinking about it and yeah. developing it. Well, the interesting thing would be is if you use that as your base, and then you had it feeding into something like a Google Glass, where it was feeding all the information to it instead of it built into the glasses mm-hmm. themselves. Then you might get some interesting things. That would make more lightweight things. glasses or what? Well, it would, just be, it would potentially give you more power to, right. to those glasses. Because right now, the, you figure the glasses have only a certain amount of space that you can fit the processing, right. whatever you need, the, the graphics card, all that stuff in there. So as they refine so the glasses that. glasses would be like a monitor. Basically, yeah. the monitor. Would be the, and yeah. the watch would be yeah. like the computer. Yeah. So maybe you Possibly. could use some stuff like that where it integrates with some sort of display device that goes in, either in front of you via glasses, con- whatever they end Contact up going to. Whatever, yeah. whatever headed with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because they're, they're cramming more and more. I mean, you consider the amount of computing power in the average modern smartphone compared to what we used to call a desktop computer. It's, oh, sure. It's oh, absurd yeah. the amount of power these things have. So that's yeah. your base. And then now you're adding the wrist interface and the glasses display. You can take that okay. a, lot of, a lot of different places. That it's I interesting. Okay, yeah. that I can see. I can see working. But again, right now it's like Apple's show also me more. got this initiative where they're working with the auto industry. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can see that coming. We get in the car, jack the phone in, and your heads-up display pops yeah. up on the screen, on the yeah. windshield, and so on. And that is not safe driving. Heads-up displays are. Then, then why do fighter planes not fall out of the sky? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've got a lot of room on the side. Uh-huh. <laughs> Now, many studies have been done that it's actually when they put things like your speedometer up on the glass and you're actually looking down, down. to check your yeah, speed, no, no. it's actually safer. Yeah. yeah. You're, Nobody you're, in Arizona checks their speeds, though. This is, <laughs> I mean, come on. When was the last time you checked your speed? <laughs> I just work here. <laughs> no, but no, I get it. Yeah, I mean, that'd be interesting. So, yeah, uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a fun kind of nerdy week and watching the, the Twitters and the internets explode with pros and cons and, and the, the ever... Uh, 
accelerating Android fanboy versus Apple fanboy. Oh, yeah. It's always going to explode whenever there's an Apple event or a Google event. Um, this is just a particularly fine example. You can be both. I am both. Well, no, it, that, that's an interesting take because we were just meant, talking about previously the fact that Apple is always the one that comes later to the game with a refined product. Right. However, you look at voice enabling, they were oh, basically yeah. the front runners with Siri. Until. Until now you have Cortana for Microsoft as well as OK Google, Google or Google, 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 whatever the hell it's called. See, that's this is a problem with Google. I don't know what their marketing thing is even <laughs> called because their whole commercial is about OK. Yeah. So. Well, that's, that's the key is that that's how you get the... The thing to know attention. Of, that, that was yeah. for glass mostly. It was, okay, gotcha. Google was how you, was your keyword to have it start listening. Oh, okay. Um, but the yeah, Google now they kind of threw down the gauntlet. Yeah. Um, with a recent ad, with a side by side with Siri, and just some some of the well, everybody's doing that. I well, mean, yeah. Microsoft did that as well with Cortana. Yeah, that that yeah. one was kind of fun. Oh, I can't do that. Right. Um. So good competition is yeah. good. It means oh, yeah, we absolutely. get a better product. That's one of those features I've never... I mean, I've got a Nexus 4, which was one of the original implementations, and still rec- I've got the latest update mm-hmm. of Android on it, and I've never really exploited... Exploited? Exploited. Exploited! Ah! It exploited. Explo- it exploited. <laughs> I feel exploited by my phone. It talks dirty to me, and I, I kind of like it. Uh, no, um, I have not explored that feature set really at all. Hmm. Um, and it may be just that I'm too damn old. Where it's not, I'm a, not a native, I'm not a digital native to that right. level of technology. Where someone who's 12 or 13 and getting their first Android phone or their first iOS phone, where it, from their perspective, my phone has always had voice recognition, yeah. they're going to be a native voice recognition speaker. And for me, it's an effort to get away from my text and my touch interface to, it, it, it's a, it feels like, oh, God, I have something new I need to learn. So well, I'm a, officially an old fart. Because I, I, I I'm resisting change for no good reason other than patent laziness. Well, I think there's there's reasons to resist it. I mean, I experienced this a lot with the Xbox uh, One. That yeah, I noticed your Connect is uh, not connected. No, it's connected. Oh, I can't see it. Oh, yeah, it works. I mean, it does. And I just oh, it's over there. Okay. I turned it off with my voice the, just before we started the show. But It's getting better. There, Xbox on. Yeah. <laughs> There's times, though, with it where, like, when I'm watching TV, yes, I can sit there and go, Xbox, watch NFL Network, Xbox, watch ESPN, watch whatever, and it'll change the channel for me and goes to it. That's still, to me, it's slower than me just having the controller in my hand and hitting the button that just can go right to the channel. Like, typing in four digits is faster for me than always having to, and not only that, but I have to kind of yell it from across the room to it. When it gets more refined and when another generation mm-hmm. comes along, they won't have the reflex of, well, of course I have the remote in my hand. Right. The remote for them is going to be that thing that sits up near the TV and you only use when the system's not working right and you have to fall back on manual. Yeah, but until until they make voice faster, right. that's the only time it's going to work for it's anybody. All, again, they're ahead of themselves. And again, to Microsoft's credit, yeah. when I was looking, you know, I did my whole cable cutting thing, my DVR solution, mm-hmm. I canceled my TiVo account. Put the TiVo Premiere away, right. put the TiVo HD away, dusted off an old gaming PC, put yeah. a fresh load of Windows on there, and they have native Windows Media Center with free DVR. TV Guide di- downloads mm-hmm. that is doing a stellar job recording this, the, the few network shows that I care about. Right. 
and the interface is gorgeous, and it's another one of these unsung heroes yeah. where they got there a little late to the game where just never promoted themselves well. And when reading the forums, looking for you, know, what's the, the free? Well, there's Myth TV, which is this Linux fork that's really yeah. complicated, does tons of things. I, an IT professional who speaks a little bit of Linux, totally failed at getting that working. Ah. Because I tried that first. Right, right. I, wanted, I had this vision of I'm going to rip my DVD collection yeah. onto a raid and gonna, eventually it'll be godlike. And I couldn't get the damn thing working. So <laughs> if, you, if I can't get that working, there's something wrong. Right. With, with some, with, it needs a little work making it a little more uh, end user, user friendly. friendly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just formatted the thing and put Windows 7 on it, mm-hmm. updated it. And you know, 40 minutes later, I had a working DVR with two, two tuners. Yeah. And a wonderful remote. It works. And full 5.1 stereo off an antenna. There's crap that Microsoft does right. Yeah. Yeah. Just usually no one notices or cares or they're too late. Right. Which I don't know why because there are some things they do You're sitting in front of one. The Surface Pro is is amazing. The Pro. The the RT is a piece of shit. Yeah, no. The RT is a piece of shit. The Pro is awesome. I agree with you. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I just... Well, I think they do. I mean, and even the voice thing, the time that or the the area where Siri for me, since I have an iPhone, has really shown is when I'm driving. That's perfect because yeah. my has a Bluetooth connection in my car. I just have to hit the button, and I basically I can control and do everything that had I bought a much more expensive nav system, I can do without just using my phone and just using my voice to control it. It can call whoever I want for my contacts list. It can give me directions. It can do anything that a very, very expensive navigation system, all I needed was the Bluetooth connection, and it works Ta-da. great. That's one of the things I loved when I got my new Honda was the Bluetooth integration was there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And things like just the skip track and the volume control mm-hmm. on the wheel. It works wheel. with just, it. Just, yeah. And the, yeah. And the display showing the current track right. in the album yeah, art. That's, absolutely. that's a beautiful little that's all I need. need. And this was an entry-level yeah. you know, Honda Civic Si. Nothing yeah. special. Nothing fancy. Now, and so we're getting to a world where that is basic equipment, so right. the, the phone manufacturers can start leveraging that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, that seems to be the direction, because they showed me, like, oh, here's the, the, the upgraded model. I, I have a Prius, and here's the uh, here's all the features, and it has all these apps on it. It's like, what do I need those for? I have all those same apps on my phone. Why would I care about having the same? Why would I duplicate the apps in my car? If you're telling me my phone can connect, that's all I I'm need. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's servicing different uh, groups of people, different I'm groups sure. Of people. Yeah. But I think that you'll see that go less and less. Yeah. In the so, future. I mean, and like you said, it'll become a docking station type yeah. integration. Whatever docking just just power. And we will assume and wireless. that you have a well, phone that can do, do it. Yeah. How much are the watches going for? $350. See, now the, I think that's the problem. Yeah. Like, I would totally test one out. For 200 bucks. 150, 200 bucks, but 350. 350 is a lot of money for Tip- something you don't even Apple. know you really want Tip-fitty. or need. You know what I mean? All so. the other smartwatches on the market are hovering around the $200 mark. Yeah. $100 for the plastic pedal and we'll see. Apple's there, well, ours is better. I'm sure it's better, but I don't know. We'll see. Again, we'll yep. see. All right, mm-hmm. those were some fine wide-ranging tangents and that's the end of the tangent section, so hey. we're going to take a quick little break. Uh, we shall return right after this musical interlude with Geeks in the Gaming World, and enjoy.
everybody. This is Old Man Franks. Get off my lawn and go listen to Alpha Geek Radio. Darn it. Geeks in a gaming world. Casually Hardcore continues, and the Gap Killer is working again. No more pregnant silences in our show. Woohoo! Pregnant silences. What? It's, it's like anticipate. Gap Killer. Patient. Patient. You have to version. do it with a much sexier voice, yeah. though, if you're going to be... I will that. never Patient. be... I will <laughs> never be as sexy in the voice as Tim, Tim Curry, Curry was <laughs> as Dr. Frankenfurter. That's right. It that just, would be a wonderful costume for you, I think. <laughs> ooh, that's a tall order. That is a tough... Can you imagine you in those high heels? You're already tall I enough. would kill myself. That'd be yeah. great. I would die of a broken neck from a fall. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just... just Tim Curry was so iconic, and yeah. he's, he's a unique-looking guy yeah, to yeah, begin with. Is. And then you add bad drag on top of that, with and then super deep baritone voice. Yeah, super, it was pretty bad drag, wasn't it? Oh, I've yeah. seen some it gorgeous was deliberately men, bad but drag. that was deliberately really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why it's <laughs> cult. <laughs> Science fiction. Ooh. Yeah. What? <laughs> Up and back. We Nerd. only want to have to clean one wall. Right. Nerd. But anyway. <laughs> We're out of the tangent section. We should not be talking about the Rocky no. at this true, point. True, we should be talking true. about video games. Yes. Video games, Now, yes. we touched a bit on Destiny already, mm-hmm. uh, which has been eating your yeah. gaming world. You've been, have you been only working or just not your, not your bag, thing, so you've been doing other no, gaming? No, the only thing I've actually... It's really not my bag, so I probably won't even play that. But sure. the only thing I've actually done is I've, I replayed... Um, the Wolf Among Wolf Us. Wolf Among Us. So I've done that, and I just... So did it bear replaying? Yeah, no, I really liked it. Well, and the reason I replayed it is because I really had to finish it. There was, ah. like, the last chunk I hadn't finished. Um, but it's just... I'm still confused by the ending. I mean, it was a great... I love it. It's beautiful. By the way, I think it's on on for Video Game of the Year or something. It's up for several different awards. Yeah. Wolf Among Us is... This is the fairy tale setting. Yes. Yes. I mean, I've listened to the ladies of Leet, and they mm-hmm. are as it's as addicted awesome and, I mean, and it's praise an awesome and praises to the same degree that, that you do. Yeah. And the final chapter has been released, right? This yeah, one. yeah. The final chapter has been released. So they seemed equally as confused. Conf- confused, or just like the, like the, I think I know what it is. Such clear, good storytelling up until that point. Yeah. That it was kind of jarring. That what? Uh huh. What? I mean, was? it was great. I'm not gonna everything up to the last. Moment. Yeah. Basically, up to the last thirty it seconds. Sounded, it sounded like a failed attempt to insert a cliffhanger. I think so. Or to show like like a M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong twist. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. What a like, twist. Yeah. Like everyone's supposed to go. Oh. Right. But nobody. But everyone. Everybody's going. Huh? huh? Yeah. Like like <laughs> like like spoiler alert for Guardians of the Galaxy. Like yeah. Howard the Duck at the end of the teaser. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a bunch of regular people in the audience who will never get a Howard no. the Duck reference. What's exactly. with the freaking duck with the, the martini? It was more just. Just the ending of The Wolf Among Us, I mean, it's been out for long. It just, they, they try to do a twist with one of the characters you're interacting with. And it's kind of like, for me, it's like, I had to go look it up. I'm like, what am I missing here? And I read about it, and they said, well, it, there's a couple possibilities. We think it could be blah, 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 or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... But neither of those really changed the story for me. Right. Like yeah. it didn't it, do much for yeah, me. It wasn't a story changer. It should have been. Yeah. I think what they wanted to do is at the end they wanted you to go, "Oh uh, my God, right. I now understand the entire thing of what was happening." They and wanted instead, a would you kindly moment. Yes. Right. 
Exactly. And they didn't get that. They didn't get it. I mean, up until then, the story was great. The characters were great. I love Bigby. Bigby's an yeah. amazing character. He was written really well. The not-so-big-bad wolf. The not-so-big-bad-wolf. Yeah. But, um, but he's pretty big But he's big the big-bad-wolf. <laughs> when you push bad. him too far, he becomes the big-bad-wolf. Yeah, <laughs> he's pretty cool. I did get my... I got punked a lot while I was doing yeah. that. It's just I get so involved. When, when you're playing, you get so involved in the story, at least I do, because I love story, and I get so involved in the story that when it's like things are attacking, you're like, oh, I'm supposed to press stuff. Yeah. You know, to kind of avoid all getting smacked around. But yeah, that's the only thing is I'm still kind of um, still kind of confused about the ending. But it was a great, a great game. Yeah. So I replayed that, and then I have to replay Walking Dead is what I want to do next. Yeah, I mean, I got season two sitting on so, there. I need yeah. to play through. But Wolf Among Us was one of the first ones I actually went back through and started playing again. But this time, just making sure I'm a complete asshole. Like, I know. On every making single all, choice. all the bad choices. Like, yeah. instead of picking what I wanted to pick, this time I'm, like, purposely picking, picking what I think is the most ones. ruthless. And it's doing that has gotten it to make me laugh, like, out loud, like, really hard at a couple scenes. Just because <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe my guy just said that. But it's funny. I mean, they do a good job from Telltale to get you so emotionally invested. It's like tough at some parts yeah, to, to like pick the bad to be, pick like the most ruthless that's why i never went back and replayed walking dead that oh, way because i can never do that to clementine no. <laughs> like, to, yeah. be, to be that much of a douche to her but and actually wasn't that one of the things that they that during that panel <laughs> well they were talking the about panel. yeah the fact that the kid in the walking dead that who's kind of like the annoying kid no it's not the kid yeah no it's a young it's, man i mean no no it was the dad no it was the dad, not the annoying kid. It was the dad. Okay. It was the older gentleman that they were talking about. No. All right, whatever. <laughs> the panel was talking about the kid that you get that they eventually found out that no matter what he did, they like the players still kind of forgave him, and so they ended up making him responsible for a lot of really bad stuff in that last episode. They, they ended up making him talk, yeah talk a lot of smack about yeah like them he just being a family destroys yeah. uh um. Lee in that game, like well, at, both in of the them. last one, yeah, saying so, that yeah. they're not a true right. family because he's not the because relative and yeah, ouch. Yeah, so up to this point, he's possibly responsible for a couple of deaths, and they said players were like, "Ah, eh, it's okay." <laughs> but yeah, once he finally guy. like just said the most heinous stuff, they finally got more movement in terms of what people chose to do because they already had an ending for him, so mm-hmm. they didn't want. Mm-hmm. To not have this ending for him, but right. people liked him so much right. that it was you like him too much. We have to make you yeah, not like him. Yeah, we have to make you yeah. not like him. So um, that was a great panel, though. By the way, yeah. at, at PAX, the the Telltale panel, um, it was really yeah. Well, it was a mix. It was Telltale as well as uh, the Never Ending Nightmare guy yeah, and right. uh, Japanese developer there. for D3, I think was the name of the game. Um, but yeah, it was all storytelling type games. It was a storytelling uh, So it was interesting. Well, from the <clears throat> I totally thought it was a joke when I first read it department, yeah. uh, turning into real actual news from Polygon report, Microsoft Minecraft deal could be announced Monday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is all from um, Notch, you know, throwing mm-hmm. around comments in the past about, yeah, yeah, when you got $2 billion to offer me, then I'll talk about selling my game. And it looks like the deal is going to be Microsoft will pony up $2.5 billion, mm-hmm. with a B, 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 billion, billion oh, yeah. to buy Mojang. Mm-hmm. 
I know. Who the hell could have predicted this one That's back in crazy. the day? Well, there was an article I didn't link on there, but apparently Notch went to Microsoft. This wasn't Microsoft coming to him going, oh, we heard you said you wanted 2.5. Apparently Notch said, like, I'm ready to sell. Right, and I think I'll give I you guys think first you, And I think you guys have the capital to do it. Um, it's an interesting play for Microsoft. Of mm-hmm. course, a lot of people on the boards are like, oh, my God, now Minecraft Minecraft Cap is going to be Xbox and PC exclusive. Mm-hmm. You know, And a lot of people are saying, probably not. What Microsoft may be doing here is actually showing they can have a product across every platform yes. that people will buy a lot. And if you look at what the new CEO, mm-hmm. where he's been kicking stuff out and where he's been repositioning – uh, the idea of them going multi-platform is showing through in yeah. other mm-hmm. areas. Oh, yeah. In the tablets and in the phones and in their right. uh, cloud app offerings. This, in a weird way, would fit into that of, no, we're going to become, we want to become more like a Google. Right. We want exactly. to be behind everything you want to do on whatever device you want to get to assign fine we'll be there for you mm-hmm. we're going to tr- we're going to stop this failed attempt to force you to come to us through our platform apparently only apple can pull that off yeah yeah but uh, i mean if they do it really well that would be that a could great be wonderful for their company th- that's one of the things that frustrate other people about apple you mm-hmm. know that's one of the, the walled garden. that's one of the few things that that people do complain about sure so if i they still i still really can't well, get my damn amazon live streaming on my nope. apple tv exactly nope. so I mean, weirdly i well. can get it on my ipad well i mean it, it, <laughs> you mentioned it though that it, it does follow almost the amazon model like hey we don't care what platform you have we just want to be there yep. we'll just yep. we'll give you the storefront we'll give you the kindle we'll give you all this stuff if you allow us to do it we'll we'll be there and i think microsoft is starting to see like mm-hmm. well let's take one of the most popular games ever and and, and one of the weirdest popular right. for the weirdest for the, reasons yeah, seriously well it's it's pure creation it's, it's i don't world. know though but i don't know if it's that weird i mean seriously when at pax when i was playing landmark uh-huh. i didn't want to get off that computer right i mean no one was forcing me to get off but we had world things building to do. is a thing i mean no. sim city is popular neat. for a reason yeah. dude all i was doing was digging i was just digging yeah. i wasn't even building anything, building anything. Just i was just digging yeah. <laughs> That's very Minecraft. <laughs> I dig. That's what I do. I dig. That's what I do. Uh, <laughs> but that's pretty much all I was doing. But yeah. I didn't want it. I like really was glued to that computer yeah. for a while. And I mean, Minecraft, I mean, you still see, like just today when I was doing research for the the show sheet today, there was somebody rebuilt a city from one of the Pokemon games in Minecraft. Yeah. And it's like. You know, people, anytime something popular happens, the first thing you see is people turning to Minecraft, like, let me build that in Minecraft and yep. show that this can be done. Um, it's it's a worthwhile investment. It's a huge amount of money. Obviously, it makes Notch uh, well, a ton people- of yes, money. Exactly. Like, like astronomical. I saw a little bit of a blurb from Tycho on Penny Arcade about it. Like, it's a number you can't really even comprehend how right. much money that is. No, I saw a good <clears throat> comparison that said for... Bill Gates to have the same feeling that I experience when I find an unexpected twenty dollars in my jeans pocket, he would need to find twelve point five million. Right. <laughs> it gives you an idea of the scale of difference. Right. Um, it'll be very interesting to see if this goes through and where Microsoft takes it. It'll be very telling about the new direction the company yeah. may be going. Of 
not jamming their platforms down our throats. Yeah, exactly. Just trying to make a good product or trying trying to not screw up a good product. Now, Microsoft, I know you're listening. I want you to learn a lesson from Bungie. And if I've already bought Minecraft on my 360, I expect to have it on my one now. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Because I saw it was on there. I was like, oh, but I already got it on the 360. I don't want to pay for it again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's true. I haven't played that in a while either. I I should put that on my two-play. But yeah, yeah, see? I don't know, Shadowrun this week. So. Sucks up a lot of time. I mean, I've always been interested in picking it up on the computer, honestly, but I've never. That's like, I own, we have Minecraft on every Everything. other device Seriously. except for the computer where it started. It's very interesting. So, in the, I, now that I think of it, it was inevitable department. Yes. Um, so, you have a free game where, with only investment of time and skill, you can earn in game currency. So, what do we automatically get? Bots. 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 Yeah. More bots. Stop yeah. Bots. Fun times. Hearthstone is seeing an increase, a large influx of not even trying to hide that they're botting bots. Bots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's an interview with a, a botter. Yeah. And PCGamer.com where we got this article from, and it's basically saying that the main quote is, "I'm not scared of getting caught." It's apparently, my, uh, Blizzard's not really doing anything about botting at this time. They put a blue post out there that said, "Don't do it. Don't bot." And surprisingly, people are still botting. <laughs> uh, yeah, but people are that way. Unless there's some consequences, you know, I mean, to bot or not to bot, you know, it's, it's your choice well, with no consequences. If you have no life, you bot. Yes. If you have a life, you don't bot. Because... Uh, it might be the other way around. If you have a life and don't have time to play games, you might buy. Yeah, honestly, I, I, I think s- it has to do with morals more than anything. I don't. I mean, honestly, this is one of those cases where I see where the guy's coming from. He's like, "Look, I just, I'm not, I'm not doing this to sell anything. I'm not doing it to, to you know, give my account, put my account on eBay. I just want to complete my cards." And I don't have time to play, so I put it. I run the bot at night, and it gets me my daily hundred gold, and that's that. He could give Blizzard cash and have the same result. He could, but he could have it faster. Even people could, you know, so they could it, limit the amount you can earn per day. They could do a lot of things around it. Right now, basically, you have the, a classic situation where people have that have more time have an in-game advantage. Mm-hmm. People that don't have that amount of time choose another option <laughs> and it's it's Their sad cash or bot right yeah. so it's you know i don't know they're uh blizzard needs to do a better job if they're really against it then they need to stamp need to it out it. fast mm-hmm. right now and apparently it's becoming more and more rampant i haven't actually played hearthstone if you're playing ladder apparently you're it's seeing bots deal. apparently they yeah. run really well in the arena too and, and really the thing is bots on certain decks it can actually be hard to beat. Yeah. Well, they said they've beaten multiple, like, pretty well-known streamers of the game, Trump and a couple other guys, that are, you know, have taken multiple decks to legendary status, and they've lost to these bots. Half, sometimes they don't even know they're playing a bot. Right. Um, and it's, I, I yeah. you know, when I went through the article and I read some of the descriptions of sort of telltales, I've played against bots. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm certain of it now. Because I've seen times where it's like, I you know, I've had my month reset, so I'm around rank 20. And I would go in, and I'm playing a guy with a gold portrait. And it's kind of odd to see somebody who has 500 wins that low in rank. Right. And yet, and they played a really 
kind of measured pace, like right. always the same, exact same number, same number, you know, same amount of time between when they play, and it's like, oh yeah, I was playing a bot. Apparently, you never see the, the targeting arrow. Yeah, I never noticed that, but it was, it was interesting. So, I mean, they're definitely out hmm. there. It's, I don't know if it corrupts the game or not. I'm not sure. It corrupts the game in the sense that they have a single player version of the game. You can play against the AI all you want. But you can't earn anything. But if all you want to be is entertained, you have an option of play. If you want, if you want to play against a computer, mm-hmm. you can play against the computer. That's, that's available to you in the game. If you elect to go into ranked play, you're electing to play another human, and this takes away. It's like, I thought I was going to play a human. A human. Now mm-hmm. I'm playing another freaking AI. I came here to get away from the AI because I wanted... Uh. So it corrupts that, the idea that ranked play and arena are humans. And Who cares, though? The players. If the you players, went out there, really? if you, if yeah, you went out there to play another person and test your metal against another human brain, this is annoying. Especially mm. if you're super competitive. If you're competitive, right. you want to compete about you want to compete. If with, you want to smack talk through remotes, yeah. and have someone actually receive that smack talk. Yeah, and <laughs> so and basically the issue is you can't troll the computer. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so absolutely. Why else do multiplayer? Well, yeah. well played. Wow. Well played. Yeah, exactly. Well played. Exactly. Yeah. Greetings, friend. The next thing they're going to do is have bots start doing random emotes. Yeah. I'm sure they'll build that in just to make it, you know, the hell. They were able to code in the next Rammus bosses that if you set an emote, they would respond to you immediately. That's cool. With something. So, I don't know. To me, it's one of those things where... You don't play it enough, I think. You don't play it... Well, you used to play it more, but... And you're usually fairly competitive, so I don't know why it doesn't bother you more. Because, I don't know, I don't, don't care, care if I'm playing much. about uh, against a computer. In, in the end, uh, for a game like this, it's still about just making decisions on cards. And these the bots have basically shown that there's certain things they do well, and there's certain cards and combos that they can't handle well at mm-hmm. all, which is the same as a person. And since I have no interaction other than pushing the pre-canned emotes, yeah, I guess what that. interaction do I have with, you know, for all I know, everybody I've fought against could be human or they all could have been bots. I and have no idea. And it's and not it, like you're invested in the cards or you all have I'm sort of connection in, to the cards. Right. All you know, I'm interested yeah, in that. is getting a win on the game. I really don't care who I'm getting the win over because either I'm playing ladder or I'm playing an arena game and I'm interested in the W because that'll help me with my daily quests. It'll help me move up the arena rank or the ladder rank rank it just doesn't bother me if the person on the other side is a, a human or not hmm. unless they show that they make a deck that's basically you know 90 percent win rate with yeah because all the shooting for now is better but than then all you'll have is every human would du- duplicate that deck and you'll have yeah. you know same crap which is I mean, the that, problem they've had with hearthstone yeah which is you know an article we didn't put they're actually nerfing a couple cards in the yeah, hunter hunter hunters deck. are wailing and screaming the zoo deck <laughs> yeah and uh well they're know. they're nerfing the uh, starving buzzard which is the card that allows you to draw anytime you summon uh a beast card right, which which, is, which hunters are strong well you play in tandem with your uh, unleash the hounds uh well it's a hunter's only card the other one was the leroy junkins card got a little bit of a nerf which Mm. is good because he was part of a lot of decks and i mean it's funny they're they're using when the planets aligned it was a a one-turn kill situation well they made like the the miracle deck for rogues was based on that card coming up and some other card combos to get to that point but the I don't know. I think in general, it's it's still a good move because they're using a lot of the same language I, I'll see when I'm reading Riot posts for League of Legends is that 
they want to create situations where there's uh, cards are interactive, like the players have a chance to interact between each other. Whereas Leroy Jenkins was a card that was meant to do 20 points and one damage and, or one turn, and, and that's it. So there's not much interaction there. It's right. just it you just, hope this happens and boom, you're it dead. Was, it was damage to yeah. the face. Yeah. yeah. That was it. So. That's not very imaginative. No. Um, so in Nostalgia Land, um, hmm. looking back on Polygon.com again at the 15-year anniversary of the Dreamcast, the first console to sport internet connectivity both via modem and the rare Ethernet adapter. Yeah. Um, it actually had a couple of titles, um, Fantasy Star Online. Oh, yeah. And a couple that actually would utilize online play in a console. Oh, sports games. Yeah. That's where 2K was born. We'd get all the stats downloaded. and Stats, rosters. You could even play online against people. Yeah. Um, it was, it, it's by far my favorite console that they've ever made. Yeah. It was a good console. Because when it came out, it was just so, you know, this whole show has been about ahead of their time. Right. That they was a console ahead of their time. that was Way miles ahead. Yeah. ahead of their time. I mean, they had the little, like, uh, thing that goes in the controller. They oh, had yeah, this yeah. little, like... Little removable module. Yeah, yeah, little LCD that could, that could screen. Little LCD yeah, yeah, you could, like, do little things with it, or you could track stats yeah, you look on at the con- You look at the controller, and you compare it to the, the PS4's mm-hmm. controller, the Xbox One's controller, where they're integrating the screens. Yeah. Just just now reintegrating the screens. Yeah. Same, you know, they're, they're trying the same ideas way early. Mm-hmm. Um, they even had activity. some of the same form factor. It was yeah. a... Much bigger controller. It's like, still. The, like the first gen Xbox yeah. controller. Yeah. Kind of way too much. Way too big. It but it had big. the trigger action, had the analog stick. Had the analog stick, stick. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. It, was, it was just And it fantastic. had the Sega library behind it. So yeah. yeah. It should have done better than Some it of the did. last great Sonic games yep. showed oh, up there. Yeah, that was um, really good. Soul Calibur debuted there. Uh, like I said, 2K Football showed up there, which, you know, basically was the first time in. Ever that EA and Madden had a challenger that was actually a very worthy competitor. It forced EA to basically say, we could make a better game, but instead we'll just buy exclusive rights to the NFL yep. and shut them down. Yep. So, uh, what was that game? Shenmue? Shenmue? Shenmue. That was an incredible game, way ahead of its time <laughs> and as well. Wicked hard. I mean, was- wicked hard, but it was fun. Uh, so yeah, it was a great console. Some very strange commercials for advertising. <laughs> when love, you look back at them, yeah. <laughs> even those back to the the Genesis era oh, yeah. and yeah. the Saturn era. Some of the Saturn ones, mm-hmm. where like the, they're showing the the characters playing the inside the guy's brain. Um, they, they they fast forward and look at the eyes where they got the rods and cones. We're having a breakdown. We're having a breakdown. We're right. having a breakdown. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just yeah. 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 That, that, that whole Sega. Right. Sega. Yeah. Generation of, of ads. Oh, yeah. There, there Do we was... still have our Dreamcast? Oh, of course. That's what I thought. Yeah. It's in the garage. I have like every stupid Sega there's console still, out there. There's still people who, who, Master who dev new games for it out there and burn yeah. and, and roll their own um, to this day. Yeah. It is that that beloved of, of of a platform. Yeah, I was reading one of the, one of the other articles was just all about the weird commercials and but the image they used was for a game called uh, I Have No Mouth But I Must Scream mm-hmm. uh, and it was funny I was reading the comments and somebody said oh by the way if you still have your Dreamcast there's an ISO out there you can burn with no mod chip and they'll get let you play that game on there. <laughs> Crazy dog, no shush dog. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is the on-air uh, debut of Rogue the Dog. Styling, yeah. The vocal stylings. The vocal Rogue. stylings. Uh, yeah, Soul Edge. Soul that's Edge, right yeah. there. It became yeah. Soul Caliber. Soul Caliber, yeah, it became Later Soul Caliber then. So a moment of silence for the, the passing of, yeah. of a beloved yeah. uh, 
It was so sad because the Saturn was really a weak follow-up then to it. Well, um, Saturn preceded it, I thought. No, no. I'm, I don't no, think... it was Genesis, Saturn, Dreamcast was the last of the line. Was Dreamcast the last? Yeah. I thought Saturn was no, the, the Genesis, last. The Saturn was like a blip that nobody cared about. Hmm. And it was... Could be. Yeah, I think you're I right. I think the, the Saturn and the Dreamcast coexisted for a while. Yeah. But the Dreamcast was the later release and, and the final of their... Before they got out of the hardware business. Hmm. The Saturn did not do well. No, I picked one up mainly because I was interested in some Japanese games on it. Yeah. So that's why I got it. The Master System and the Genesis both did very well. The Sega CD and the Saturn did not do well. Right. And it's part of the reason why the um, Dreamcast didn't do well enough was it was following on those failures and it had yeah. a lot of ground to make up. And basically, Sony was standing there saying, we got pockets that you will never see the bottom of. Yep. And the business decision was made, okay, we're screwed. We are not big enough to go toe-to-toe with Sony. Yeah, I think they read the the writing on the wall at that point. So, oh well. Yeah. <laughs> That's too bad. And on that lovely upbeat note, yeah. this segment is over. You are listening to Casually Hardcore Live on alphageekradio.com. When we return, researched chaos, drawing from its shiny new subreddit, alphageekradio.reddit.com. We shall return right after this musical interlude. Be soothed. Be one with the music. Um...
researched chaos. Casually Hardcore continues live on alphageekradio.com. Researched Chaos, brought to you by the all-volunteer research team, who is now experimenting with the subreddit, alphageekradio.reddit.com. We'll see if that's a good fit for uh, harvesting versus the the old and, and clunky forums that are Can just... Reddit just you seem- make it sound like we're harvesting their brains or something. <laughs> Sounds weird. Tasty, tasty brains. Brains. Ah, but anyway, um, this past week, on the tenth, there was staged the net neutrality internet slowdown protest, where many large sites either fake slowed down their sites or put up banners that said, how annoyed would you be if this page were still loading? Oh, yeah. That's right. how it will be if net neutrality is lost. Well, yep. yeah. And once it's gone, we'll never get we'll it never back. We'll never get it back. Right, right. right. Um, so the big ones, Netflix, Reddit, and of course, two in a PR move, Comcast signed on for the benefits of net neutrality, despite the fact that they're one of the most vocal opponents to net neutrality. Right. Uh, okay. Because well, you know. Right on the, the page where they were organizing this, they are Team Cable and listed there. Comcast, Verizon, yeah. Time Warner Cable, AT&T, and, and, I, and Comcast signed on for this? Right. Somehow I ain't buying it. No. Um, it was meant to raise awareness of the importance of network neutrality and where we may we will likely end up if rules changes go through the FCC that allow delivery companies, so the internet service providers, to decide to the way they frame the discussion is, we will give faster lanes to people who pay for priority content. Right. The reality is they will leave the speeds the same for people who pay the money and slow everyone else down. Down, Mm -hmm. exactly. It won't appear that way on day one because it'll simply be they do install a slightly faster lane for someone who pays and then never, ever upgrade the slower people ever again. So Mm -hmm. as technology moves forward, as gigabit Ethernet becomes the norm, they remain at 30 megabit. And they're lucky to have 30 megabit. Yeah. So... Net neutrality is a big, fat, hairy deal Mm -hmm. if we want to retain the wonderful breeding pool of innovation that is the open internet. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So we can get our next Twitter. We can get our next YouTube and allow it to flourish. Um, Well, like we said before, it's because they're looking and seeing, oh, my God, we're hosting our own competitors on here. Uh, so net, you know, Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime, all that have taken away revenue from these cable. Only because these companies are also cable TV providers, right. because right. of the the weird way things grew in this country, mm-hmm. where when the internet became a thing, yeah, the only people who had wires leading to your home were the power company. The cable TV company in most areas and the telephone company right. in almost everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. So they all designed these retrofitting technologies to take those wires that were never intended for digital right. services and deliver digital services of them. And, and in other countries, power line delivery is a thing. It never caught on in this country but because they were the other guys who had already pulled the wires to yeah. your home. And 
So they've built in their own conflict of interest. Right. More on the cable company side than the telephone Anybody company. Anybody else, yeah. The yes. telcos as well, because you can get little bit. Vonage and yeah, Skype, yeah, yeah. all you know, that I, stuff. I, yeah. I don't use my local phone company for any services. Uh, CenturyLink has no connectivity to my home. No, neither. Because I use Cox Communications to get mm-hmm. my internet. Right. And that's the only bill that I pay for delivery. I get my telephone services through Vonage, which goes over the internet connection. Mm-hmm. I get my television over antenna or, or through, through services, services like mm-hmm. Netflix and Hulu. Yeah. And that freaks out the TV side sure. of Cox Communications. And well, it should because they're, the studies are keep continuing to come out saying especially younger generation people, either never sign up for pay TV in the, in the first place or are leaving in droves yeah. because they understand there's a better way to get the stuff they want. While I was at PAX, I was having a really interesting conversation with a gentleman in line. We were at the Rooster Teeth booth, and I was going to buy something, and they were signing stuff or whatever for um, Aridin. But I was in line, and one of the, the lead guys from Rooster Teeth was asking because the gentleman had his little his small I probably like ten year old son with him asked the asked the the son how much TV do you watch or do you watch everything through YouTube son doesn't watch TV yeah neither does Aridan no mm-hmm. Aridan doesn't watch any television Very at rare. all yeah it's something so. that yeah companies are going to have to you know and in in general like we've seen with the RIAA with many times before. Either they're going to fight against it, or there's going to be companies that adapt to it. But through this period, they are going to lose. Yeah. Because they had their opportunity to become, they had the opportunity to do what Netflix did, which which was to become their own replacement, Mm -hmm. which Netflix did beautifully. Right. They built the streaming service that annihilated their disc rental business, and so what? And they wound up better and bigger at the right. other end mm-hmm. of that transition. Absolutely. The cable companies have just sat still on their monopolies. Yeah. And let's call a spade a spade. That's a monopoly when you have no sure. n- no competitors to go to. Oh, what other cable company can I go to at my home other than Cox Communications? This our market here in Arizona and probably the West is probably the only place where there is at least a credible competitor to Cox in, in, in some areas. Yeah. Cent- what, CenturyLink. Can't on the internet side. No, they can't compete. They can't compete. In the, the technology is there, but they can't compete for the same dollar amount. Right. So you can get multi-link yeah. compared to like what I see when I go visit family in Chicago, which where there is, literally is only one. There choice. is just one choice. There's like a second choice, but it's really oh, it's a bad, bad choice. Yeah. Well, as an example, <laughs> my office building after a two-year struggle, we finally got Cox to come wire the building. Uh huh. And we're going from these these 33 year old telephone lines where we can get right. 1.5 megabit Woo-hoo. download with 768 kilobit upload mm. to the lowest end offering that Cox has is two megabit up, 10 megabit down, yeah. up you're scaling up to gigabit levels sure. because it's brand new cabling. Right, right. So the technologies are not comparable, and this is a big part of the fight that was highlighted during this internet slowdown, yeah. and it's going before the FCC, is we need to redefine what broadband means. Because mm-hmm. the term right now basically means that anything one megabit per second or faster is considered broadband, and by yeah. today's standards no. of what you that's need, not at that's all. laughably yeah. bad. And that's But the cable companies are able to say, Cox is able to say, we have CenturyLink. They offer 1.5 megabit DSL 
over the whole area. Right. We have a competitor. No regulation required here. We're competing, competing, competing. When in fact, they're not. No. Cox is crushing them capability-wise. Of, of course. And enjoying all the benefits of a monopoly because yeah. they have no competitors to speak of. Yeah. I mean, believe me, if I can... Talk DAXA into it. I'm ready to get rid of a lot of uh, just have internet service from Cox Communications. I can show you the way. There's a great show yeah. on the network called Cord, <laughs> Cord Killer. Cutter, Cord Cord Killers. Killers. I, know, I, I know. You should listen to them. But yeah. also... Why talk me into it? Because you've always been the one who's like, no, I like having a uh, you know landline phone, or I like having. I do love. It. I I'm not gonna lie. I do like having the landline phone. You can get that via the internet. Yeah. I give. That's that's what it's been the same number for. Mm-hmm. You can port the number. But a bunch of years. And that's the phone we give to everybody, so yeah. we don't have to answer it. You if can you don't either want port to. that number to a cell phone because right. that number is yours. Those rules went into, into place years ago. Yeah. Number portability is a real thing. You can move from service to service to service. And what I would recommend is you port that number to a free Google Voice number, mm-hmm. and then you can point that at any phone you want. You can yeah. have it ring on your your cell phones on whatever. If you go for Vonage for your home line, whatever. Yeah. But it makes the number a fixed point in space. That you can then, at any given moment, change where that rings. And from the outside world, nobody knows anything has changed. Yeah. I've, I've gone Google Voice for years now and have not looked back and love it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's about carriers. where I'm at. It's like, get rid of those two things. And I'll even throw Cox more money and upgrade the get tier passes. of well, internet service. Take a close look at your bill. They just yeah. doubled all of our speeds. I know. You know why? Why? Because we're on the short list for the next Google Google Fiber series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yes, good. we are. That's good. It's yeah. amazing how that works. Just mere months after being uh, advancing to the next stage. I know. It's like suddenly Cox is offering twice the speed for right, no extra money. Right. Huh. I wonder why. I wonder why. And yeah. only in the areas where Google Fiber might yeah. be coming. I know we're getting like the side benefit of it, but if, if there's been anything other than some issues, and this was more hardware issues mm-hmm. in our area, I've never had much issue with Cox no, on Cox, the internet side. As far as uh, the yeah, big no, companies, compared like, to like uh, Comcast or um, what's the other big one? Time Warner. Time Warner, yeah. What did we have for a while that we we had satellite for like We had satellite a, a through Sprint, which was moment. horrible. Yeah. Um, because at that time, there was no DSL in our area. There was no Cox in our area. Yeah. Talk about high latency. Oh, it was yes. horrible. It was like it's, dial-up. It's, it's technically internet, but... Uh, no. It was no, if you're in the no middle, better. If you're in the middle of, of nowhere and there are no yeah. cables coming and you're on a generator, great. It's, good. it's wonderful to have satellite internet. Other than yeah. that, forget it. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. Yes, yeah, so, no, generally speaking, I have had a very positive mm-hmm. experience with Cox other than when I was a cable TV subscriber – the ridiculous prices for the right. packages that oh, I had yeah. to pay right. to get the one or one two channel, channel you want. And to, to get yeah. to BBC America, yeah. I was paying an additional $65 a month. Yeah. And that, that was what broke the camel's back for me, was like looking no, at agree. that realizing that, holy crap, this is the only channel I care about in this package, and I'm having to pay $65 yeah. more. Screw that noise, and that was the month that I, I canceled know. service. It's yeah. ridiculous. You know, I would be willing to give them... I don't know. I have a look at my bill and see where I'm at right now for cable pricing. Yeah. But I would pay for HBO. I'd pay for NFL Network, and I'd pay for BBC America, and otherwise everything else. I just want network. There There's are other news stories this week that, that I HBO really is ever closer to offering mm-hmm. Go as a freestanding product. And that's you know, as soon as that happens, we're gone. <laughs> then I'm definitely done with cable service. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, <clears throat> and I don't really watch a lot of. I mean, we watch. You our don't watch shows. anything. I mean, we watch our shows, but that's it's it. so rare yeah, that. That's it. And you, like you said, there's so many other avenues to get them. I mean, Absolutely. CW just CW. came out with an app yeah. that you can watch all their shows on. So it's it's becoming less and less 
a priority to have it instantly. The only thing is HBO, HBO and as long as you have HBO Go, you're pretty and much many of those, And many of those shows can be purchased as seasons passes in iTunes, so... Right, options abound. No, there there are there's tons. So well, speaking we'll of things see. you do, things you watch when you're uh, not watching cable TV, <laughs> uh, recent study finds that porn sites are safer than normal sites. Oh. Well, isn't that good to know? That's awesome. Let me I'm tell you where I'm like... getting all my news from now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this is from digitaltrends.com. <laughs> Watching porn is good for your computer. That may not be entirely true, but a new study from antivirus maker Avast claims that porn sites are far safer for your computer than conventional wisdom might expect, and far safer than websites from big businesses by a lot. So it's an interesting That's analysis. That's really interesting. It's totally counterintuitive because they no. had the reputation for the longest of time being where... Well, free porn was the, the bait right. they would yeah. lure you into the malware distribution yeah. site with. But I think... It's probably the more. Re- is is there such thing as a reputable, reputable, reputable porn, porn site? site? Because I well, would think the, yes. the point, the point of this article is they're paying the high end developers and building really robust, good servers right. that are hard to hack. I think that's probably what they're talking about. Right. You know, yeah. if there's porn, porn sites out there that you pay money for and that this is, you know, this is a service. This is business. That, this is business. They don't want they to get a reputation. Wanna, yes, absolutely. You don't want your customer. To Red be tube a, infected yeah. me, man. Yeah. Don't go there. Forget right. it. So I can understand that. I well, mean, not only that, that's but a high end bit. They make a lot of money. Billions. Why? And they? and that's their their sweet spot is the internet. Like it's not right. like a Absolutely. a storefront uh, business that happens to have an internet site no. that they mm-hmm. don't really pay much attention to. And oh, we got hacked. That happens. It's funny you never hear about a DDoS attack against a porn site because no. they could probably withstand anything. <laughs> God's <laughs> own <laughs> bandwidth, like. What? Did, did we see a slight spike here? I guess was that was that a DDoS attack? I, well, I mean, you know, all the hacker groups out there probably want their porn. Exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anybody's sitting there like an anonymous going, "We really got to take down Red well, Tube and Ujiz is going down next." Like, really? Take, take this from the criminal, the criminal standpoint. <laughs> if you want to extort money from somebody. The porn industry has deep-ass pockets. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So if you could successfully ex- DDoS them and extort money out of them, that would be a rich target to go after. But I think they've got the servers of the gods to serve their regular customers. Right. And they would have to. I think this is a testament to well-built content well, distribution. It just happens to be, to be distributing, you know, I porn. Think, but they're also in a, a great spot. Like, how many times would you hear about somebody taking down Make of America or a major website like that? It gets all over the news. If they took down a Pornhub type site, like, who, the news would probably go, thanks. Or yeah. you'd have too many people going, well, that's great. Like, there's no, no, att- nobody's going to report there's it. There's no attention out there for them. And <laughs> most would be too, too ashamed and embarrassed in this country of their sexuality to report yeah, it. Yeah, most of these people either are, A, using the service, or B, want attention. And you're not going to get the level of attention by taking down a, a porn, porn site. site. True. So they are they're, they're insulated just by the nature of their business. No, I agree. Absolutely. I mean, if they're they're... Good business people, and they've proven they are. Which is the yeah. segue into the next story, which is we touched on earlier, the yeah. Apple Watch. Because you can see, you know, that's probably the perfect surreptitious porn delivery screen. Oh, oh I my God. Because yeah. it leaves one hand free. But it's tiny. Do you, really, <laughs> do you really want to watch your porn that tiny? I mean, that's tiny Well, if you're porn. trying to do it without being noticed, I'm just checking the time. <laughs> Seriously? What, oh, at yeah. work? <laughs> why, why are you sweating checking the time? <laughs> <laughs> with, with, with the built-in, you know, taptic feedback and the, uh, the, the oh, heart rate. Watching your heart rate go on. Your heart rate. Your heart rate. Jesus. 
And you, you, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I'll have a set of strokes per minute. <laughs> that was one of the best things I saw on Reddit a while back. They, they're talking about the, the jawbone up band. Oh, I got a jawbone up band. I have already masturbated 10 miles. <laughs> yeah. From the, uh, <laughs> Barry VA mentions I love that you porn publisher stats on viewership spike in different countries during major events like the Super Bowl and the World Cup <laughs> um, well. so from wired.com we have Apple made a perfect watch but needs to decide what it's good for right. which is exactly the reaction I've heard from everyone said looks neat Yeah. I have no freaking idea what I would use it for yeah. other yeah. than porn to keep a hand free I mean, we've kind of talked about the merger between that and like a, uh, some sort of eyewear, and, but I can tell you, I was more interested or intrigued by Google Glass than I am by the this iPhone watch. watch. Oh yeah, uh huh. I find more interesting things that I could do with Google Glass compared to the. Uh, and see, but I think you'd be less. The, the problem that they're running in with Google Glass is social stigma, glass glass holes, mm-hmm. where people are like, "Why are you p- pointing that freaking camera at me? Oh yeah, get get out of my face." No, I know. They're less likely to to do even though they put a camera in one of these things, which inevitably they're oh, going to do. Everything Absolutely. needs a camera. It's got to be the Dick Tracy yeah watch well, at yeah. some point. Yeah. Well, then you can FaceTime. Right. Right. But. <laughs> What? It's, it's a given. Um, no. But they have to dis- – yeah. Or crotch time, whatever. Yeah, we say, go back yeah. to our previous story. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you panting? It's, you interrupted me. <laughs> it is the only the workout. It, it will be the ultimate sexting tool. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Why, is your, Why are your pants flashing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about this. Yeah. I don't know where this is headed. Um <laughs> hmm. How 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 how? What's the diameter of that strap? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing my I'm wearing my Apple Watch. I don't see anything on your wrists. No, you don't. <laughs> call me. Call me. Call me. Call me, <laughs> call me now. Text me really quick, will you? <laughs> Little Willie wants to answer. Oh God. Oh, Little geez. Gary. Yeah. Hey, other Gary. Anyway. <laughs> oh my god mm, yes and once again we are 12 seriously yes. but this this article kind of sums it up we, we need what yeah. to decide what it's what, good for what is they it going to be demonstrate for? any killer apps and that's that's the struggle of all these wearables there's this vision of the personal area network mm-hmm. and wearable computing where does it fit in real life right now mm-hmm. we had this same moment when tablets came around mm-hmm. sure I already have a laptop and a smartphone what in the hell do I need a tablet for? Now, if you take my tablet, I will cut you. I will cut Right. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, but I remember when we first were talking about this, and I had gotten uh, the iPad 1, and oh, I yeah, got it, yeah. and I remember coming on the show and going, I really didn't understand it, and then I realized, I turned it on, and it was there. there. Yes. The internet was there. It was instant going. On. There was we no had this, delay. I had the exact same experience. The instant on was the kill. The and instant it, on and the battery life. Uh-huh. It woke me up. It was like, now oh I my god! It. Now I understand. I can be in bed. I can grab my tablet, <laughs> and I'm computing already. Whereas, you know, for a desktop computer, laptop, you have to boot well, up. Well, There's also, all this just a slowness. little bit of size in, in laptop and bed. You have to build the the, the pillow sure. fort. Get your yeah, sure, you yeah. yeah, yeah. Out and okay, yeah. put it on your lap and da 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 da. Laptop with a tablet. Nope. Yeah. And now with the minis, even better. Yep. Sure. And it, now with your phablet that you're going to get, you know, even better. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't know. Because it's I too close like to phablet. My only problem with... It's still too small, well, it could though, be a tab me. bone. Oh, a tab bone. <laughs> <laughs> a tab bone. 
<laughs> but you're gonna faplet with your tab bone. My problem with the tab bone or the faplet is that it doesn't fit in my pocket that well. <laughs> and we're back to sexting. Boom. <laughs> Thank you. Mic drop. Yeah. Oh. But anyway. So no, I agree. That was that was definitely, and that's why I stuck with you know the iPad for so mm-hmm. long. But once the Surface. You know, once it caught up to the computing power I sure, wanted, sure. then that was... And the Surface was the merger between the two, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, but like I said, with the tablet, it was something yes. that I didn't get until I saw that one feature. feature. Yep. And the question is, is will the, the watch have that one feature that you go, oh, oh I didn't even know I needed until that. Until I tried it. Until I saw it. And right now, I haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. But maybe maybe something's out there. But that was also, it also gave me a moment to have some fun. Uh, I, I try and listen to Daily Tech News Show, and one of the things they do is they solicit episode titles from the chat room. Mm-hmm. They actually have an, a really cool tool for doing it in an automated fashion where I try and adapt to our chat room so they can do the same thing. Mm. It actually takes it to a website, and people can vote on it. Oh, nice. And um, mine was selected for that show, which was I'd Taptic That. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, I can be creative again. Boom! Especially when well, I'm, of course you can be creative. My inner twelve-year-old. You're the one who does our titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're not always that great. They're fine. <laughs> we'll be soliciting titles from the from the chat room after this one. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's that, that's kind of the summary of the story. Everywhere I'm seeing is it's really sweet, Apple. What can I use it for? What's the point? Mm-hmm. And that's the pro- I I wore the the Pebble Steel. Yeah. To Nerdtacular, and. I just I didn't get it. No. The interface would bring me things like tweets and SMS messages. Wasn't immediate enough. How is yeah. the and can you? The Pebble doesn't have a touchscreen. Okay. Right. Pebble had I'm like, how are you going to type your? Side. I mean, if you send out a tweet, that's great. But then, how do you type the, your well, tweet? Well, one out? of the things they did demo that did kind of catch my interest was the programs that would look at the chats and look at the tweets. Analyze the content and attempt to pre-formulate some canned answers for you. Ooh. So if it said something like, uh, are you going to be here soon? It would present things like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, okay. not sure, call me. And let you scroll through them and, and so it's actually huh. doing its best to read the text, understand like an what's being said. intelligent response. Right. Yeah, uh-huh. instead That's of just a canned response. That's kind of cool. Huh. Yeah, but they'd have to tailor it because like – Well, the, thing, the, the idea is it would learn, like it would learn over time smart asset. Right, right. And then that is, so he would always go for like option E was always the smart ass answer. Right. And that's, yeah. Because yeah. they'd say like, Grail, are you coming soon? And I'd be like, bow, chicka, bow, wow. <laughs> See no, what no, I no. mean? That's what she said. <laughs> no, or, <laughs> not even breathing hard yet. Right, right. Exactly. See, you need a full list of those yeah, type of exactly. responses. And in theory, it would learn from you. Right. But <laughs> no, no, that's, horrible. And that's where we get Sky. I was gonna say, and, and <laughs> Skynet <laughs> with sticky humanity sticky cannot keywords. survive this. Yeah. And, and, and in that world, you wouldn't want to. No, it must go. And finally, for this segment, um, a, a totally visual one. We yes. want to point you towards it. This is from GeekTyrants.com. Geek, <laughs> geek geek yep. The Star Wars: A New Hope award medal scene. With the John Williams score removed and a few choice sound effects inserted <laughs> instead. Totally awkward and completely It totally awkward. changes that it's scene completely so awesome. much. It's horrible. And whoever they got to do Chewbacca's voice is awesome. Because awesome. ah, it's just like ah. this manic scream. <laughs> 
So seek that out. Just seek for Geek Tyrant or Star Wars without John Williams, and you'll find yeah, it. Very fun. Totally worth your time. Absolutely uh, funny. Yes. But you know, it reminds you of real award shows. Because yes. a lot of the times, not the ones on TV, but if you go to like high school mm-hmm. or you know elementary or whatever, um, community award shows, most of the time, they forget about the music and they forget how important music is yeah. when you're having someone walk down a long freaking hallway yep. up on top of a stage, on onto some stairs. I mean, it just... Yeah. It's absolutely <laughs> like real award shows. Right, right. <laughs> it's hilarious stuff. Yep. <laughs> Good stuff. Good, Good times stuff. indeed. Yeah. All right. We're cruising into our final break here when we return. Nerds with opinions. We've got some more tangenty stuff yeah. to talk about. Plenty of things going on in the nerd world. have some ideas I want to solicit from all of yous about uh, different fun places to take the show. Yeah. And th- experiment with things like the subreddit and uh, different ways of handling call-ins. And so I plant seeds in all of your brains and have you come back in a future show and tell us what you think. And make flowers. Make flowers. You are planting seeds. We want to make flowers. You assume I was planting flowers. That's right. so cute. It could be like a I guess technically, vegetable <laughs> garden. Me, you would absolutely plant flowers. <clears throat> I guess technically it is a flower. We never let it blossom. Yeah. Anyway, moving right along, we'll be back right after this.
And I am Miss Mulgra, your source on which podcasts to listen to. My advice is that you listen to Alpha Geek Radio. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds with opinion. Casually Hardcore continues live on alphageekradio.com with live simulcast on Versus the World Radio. And Nerds with Opinions is where we are. And this is one of the segments I wanted to talk to you guys about revamping. But we've already got a caller on the line who's on the air. It's true. Hey, true. How you been? Pretty good. Pretty good. What you got going on? What's on your mind? How do you? What do you wish to transmit to the interwebs? Well, it's a, you touch on a lot of the interesting tech subjects this week. One thing you didn't mention on the Apple, which was actually one their one major innovation in the wristwatch over Android Wear, NFC in the watch. Yes. So theoretically, you can tap your watch instead of having to tap your phone on those readers. Yes. Unfortunately, there's a couple of major problems with this. One, you're they're creating yet another standard for t- contactless payments. Apple Pay. Like, Absolutely. It's like we have your money will be totally secure with us. Card. We have Google Wallet. Right. We have the stuff built into the damn credit cards, mm. and now we have Apple Pay. Yeah. And of course, this week, Wally World and some of the other vendors said, "Oh yeah, we're not going to support any of those. We're going to do our own standard." And they're, so you're going to have to download our smartphone app to do it. And it's like, oh, ye joys. This is a, a really ugly place we mm-hmm. find ourselves in as a nation because we're about a decade behind the rest of the planet. Sure. Everyone else has long since moved to chip and pin. Right. Which is they have a smart card embedded in the credit card, which holds important data. Yeah. And the person has a pin. The whole mag stripe and signature thing. Yeah. We're we're having all these hacking scandals with Target and Home Depot. And the rest of the world is looking at us like, what the hell is wrong with you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, because these are much smaller countries where swapping out every point of sale terminal is not as big of an undertaking or the amount of money involved as this amount of commerce in the United States. But we've kind of reached the point where this has to happen. Yeah. But most of those readers already do debit cards, and debit cards are pin-based. So right, why but don't it's not, they but just... Because they don't have the chip, they don't have the the chip reader. Ah. Yeah. So the thing is, it was when I was traveling in, in Canada earlier in the year, I was the weird guy who was swiping and signing. Ah. Every All the natives were just like, they shoved the card in, halfway into the mm-hmm. reader so yeah. the contacts grab the smart chip. And then they just put their pin in, and... It is a more modern iteration of the system, so it has more safeguards mm-hmm. built in. It's mm-hmm. harder to – you can't clone a chip and pin card like you can the MagStripe card. Right. Because mm-hmm. the MagStripe contains all your pin data. Oh, yeah. It's encrypted and encoded, but if you can clone it but completely, you can yeah. make another card. You can't replicate a smart card that easily. Because you can, you can swipe a MagStripe card, read a copy, and then at your leisure – clone it. Mm-hmm. You have to leave the smart card plugged into a reader a long time to clone it. So you can't have these skimming, you have these skimmers where they bolt it down to the, to the front of the ATM and steal your card or, or a server mm-hmm. who sneaks back into the back of the restaurant and swipes it in mm-hmm. the cloning machine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is the problem we're having more and more with oh, yeah. Yeah, MagStripe cards. So it's a huge infrastructure change. Now this is an opportunity to deploy point of sale stations that do all of these things the near field communication the tap well, and and chip and pin and you speak about an opportunity when target got hacked last christmas time mm-hmm. i believe uh they really missed an opportunity there because they really revamped and if you go to any target now a year ago their point of sale devices for swiping your card look totally different yep. and they really missed a chance to at least look ahead in the future and so add we're gonna, something we're gonna do this anyway yeah. let's you add well the latest yeah. which i thought was disappointing but the idea i mean the idea 
again, this is a matter of timing on Apple's part. And this is why they've held off on near-field communication mm-hmm. for so long, because it is not ubiquitous. It is not the same standard everywhere. It's a neat idea that, yes, I just tap my wrist against the point-of-sale device, enter my PIN, and I'm done. Right. Great. And th- but there's always been these, these dreams of, yes, you're going to pay for your soda from the soda machine with your cell phone. Those standards went nowhere. Yeah. yeah. In places like Japan, it totally took off. Right. Because much smaller infrastructure change, yeah. the cell phone network is a much bigger part of just integrated data networking in general. It's the scale of yeah. the change that has to happen here. It's going to have to happen. And it's just a matter of Apple didn't want to get on board before it was ripe. They've wound up getting on board before it's ripe anyway because sure. mm-hmm. it's moving at such a geological time scale of change. Right. But I, I'm assuming they're betting or they know something about that we're going to reach a critical mass. We're going to start seeing these point-of-sale terminals, mm-hmm. at least in major cities, where this will be the norm. And Or they've struck deals that they haven't really talked about yet or hope to strike deals where they will try and make Apple Pay available everywhere. Yeah. We'll see. Well, I, I think they're well, reaching... I, I can tell you as a Google Wallet user, every time I use it to use it at a store or whatever, the clerk's like, how the hell did you do that? That doesn't work. <laughs> Well, I had an experience like that the other day where I went to Dutch Brothers Coffee, and I was in line, mm-hmm. and the, the girl ran out, and she's like, oh, what do you want? I ordered my coffee, gave her my card. She mm-hmm. swiped it on her iPhone, did right. the normal swipe. I had to sign. She goes, do you want me to email you the receipt? And mm-hmm. I'm like, sure. She emails it to me, and I get up the line like, how do they know my email address? Like, I never filled that out. Mm-hmm. But obviously, they're getting that information from my bank and using whatever email I have on file. So they're getting yep. more and more connected where they're using the information they already have. Yep. The next step, really, though, is the banks have to get on board and say, okay, we're going to issue these cards with the chips in them. Exactly. Yeah, when I'm, I'm seeing smaller organizations. Like, there's a, a coffee coffee house slash brewery mm-hmm. down in Tempe right near Obviously. my dojo. Of course. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. they do everything. Their point of sale device is an iPad. Sure. And... They've got the little square yeah. reader on there. Nordstrom used to have their point-of-sale device be iPads. Mm-hmm. They just switched out from them, but yeah, most of them were yeah. iPads. When they start having these devices that have NFC in them, then when your point-of-sale device is a phone or a tablet, mm-hmm. then... You'll just tap Apple, and go. You just tap your device, mm-hmm. and as long as they adhere to the same standards as, as Google Wallet, you can have an all-purpose point-of-sale device. Mm-hmm. The problem... You know, the, the, Problem is the other half of the equation is barely there or right. is a rare occurrence. I mean, do you, how often do you actually get to use Google Wallet, Drew? Uh, a few times a week. Most of the fast food restaurants around here have uh, have NFC readers, Jack of the Box, McDonald's, Unals. Okay. Uh, about I'd say about half the major chains have them. Plus my the pet store I go to and like CVS. Okay. So this is another one. This is like the voice activation where my phone is totally capable of Google Wallet and I just haven't been able to be bothered to, yeah. to, mm-hmm. to try and yeah. integrate it. And this is what I think I'm going to make an effort to try. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while, I'll load a gift card from Starbucks on my phone and mm-hmm. use their... I mean, there's not really a tap and go. It's more of a barcode reader. Since <laughs> That's the other thing. The screens yeah. are high res enough where yeah. you can, they can be scanned now. So, yeah. But nonetheless, yeah. it's something I've used occasionally, but it's, it's you know, half the time I forget I even have it. <laughs> no, I was traveling with Nicole Spag to... Uh, Dragon Con, mm-hmm. and she had done the TSA pre-check, and their method mm-hmm. is the oh, yeah. Yeah, the, code the code on the reader. phone. Mm-hmm. Starting to use that more and more. And she kind of she kept on grandfathering me, and oh, he's with me. Right, right. Thank you, dear. 
Yeah. yeah. No, it works well. I no, mean, it's nice it, not to have to we keep... We did a list this last yeah. time with the code reader. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's a nice... But yeah, again, it's just reading a barcode. It's not right. actually tapping the phone against it. It's just because the screens have gotten good. Sure. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Um, so it's kind of a happy medium yeah. where they can use... Any phone can display that. So you just bring up the email and say, boop, there you go. Mm-hmm. So now, True, do you prefer that method of payment? Is I mean, is that easier for you? Is it better if, uh, everybody, if you were able to do it everywhere? Partly the reason I'm doing it is because I know it's more it's safer because you can't skim the damn things. Yes, no and doubt. So if CVS gets hacked or McDonald's gets hacked or whatever, I know they don't have my credit. They, my credit card number didn't actually go into that bleep. Right. Branch, that that but, transaction took place somewhere else on the internet. Right. But it's like, but it's just a matter of. It's like I have it. Let's use it. Let's make sure that they they have metrics saying it's being used, so they keep doing it. Yeah. Got it. That's, that's the problem it. you have to get away from. Is, is for every transaction, a complete copy of that mag stripe flows through the system, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. why that's sort of such juicy targets. Is the guys sure. want to clone the cards, do identity theft, and all that fun Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do it because it works, right? And if that no, we can get that to no longer happen, then it's they'll they'll find a new and more clever way to do it, right? But there'll be an, an, inter- an interval of time where we are we are briefly Peace and more happy. secure. Yeah, <laughs> security theater. What? But anyway, so use out there in the interwebs, listening live and via podcast. Um, I wanted to think about switching up the call-in segment to be less of a haphazard and, and true. Since you're on, you can tell me if you would be interested in this. A dedicated particular segment or time that you join us as a co-host for. So more of an assigned, like, hey, Boba Fetish is going to come talk game, uh, Geeks in the Gaming World this week. And instead of having it be a random fourth segment where it's kind of, hey, what's on your mind or what did, what did you know, that we said today triggered a response in your mind, more, hey, I have something from this week that I wanted to talk about and come be a, a uh, semi-regular co-host for a segment. How does okay. that... Okay. Well, the, that would the, the main problem with that is it requires a significant amount of planning on your part of what exactly you would have you to know ahead of time, yes. advance. or at least at least an hour before the show, at the very least, assuming who, who we're jamming where. Um, so no, that def- I, I understood from the get go that would be more mm-hmm. creating work for myself. But um, <laughs> if it if it results in a a, uh, a more interesting show, then I'm willing to go there, um, you know, as long as it's not. Tons of work. Right. Um, <laughs> like editing. Hey. <laughs> the minute you start actually listening to the final product, you can comment on whether I'm editing or not. You don't actually know. No, I don't. No, you, you don't even know if I'm publishing these at all. I know that you're publishing them. Ah, yeah. How would you know that? Because I don't even know for Hey, what a concept. Ah. <laughs> uh, See, so from the IRC, Barry VA is, is being contradictory. Says, I like this idea strictly for the fact that I would be able to get on the air. If you wanted to be on the air, why haven't you called in, dumbass? A- mm. <laughs> you just shot down your own proposal. I'm just saying you and me are pretty much yeah. on about two, 80% of the shows that have call-ins. No That's like, what? I don't think you have a hard trouble getting in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, about 40 seconds from now, we should be getting a call on yeah. Skype. Well, I want him to call in because... I do, yes. I do also, I mean, unless you got more, but no, I do I, want to use a little of this to talk about Doctor Who. No, get out of my brain. Okay. Oh, dear That's Lord. That's why I was baiting. I, want, I wanted what? to What's get... What's wrong with Doctor Who, Because Drew? now Dax no, and I, I are No, it's up. like uh, the, the, this whole season's been weird, and then they did this whole the whole thing where they tripped... Tri- 
racked up the price of the first episode 300 percent oh geez and threw in those and all the online passes they threw these stupid vignettes and so you have to pay if you buy the annual pass you get these 40 minute commercials that charge you another two dollars oh geez yeah the the i mean the first episode was what they called feature length which means it had an extra 13 minutes or something like that we watched it on demand so i don't know bbc yeah we get raped by cocks anyway so yeah you know get the dinner from them at least and watch it on there um no we definitely uh, no doctor who is definitely started in for this segment okay so and barry we're waiting for your call let me start off Uh i tend to like more i would say nuanced decks would probably call it asshole-ish type characters we're going further Spoiler, Spoiler alert, alert for the Spoiler first three alert. episodes yeah, of Doctor Who. So I really want to talk more about just his character's... Uh, and his, his character, period. Yeah, his, his character, doctor. his doctor, Peter Capaldi's doctor. So, so far we've had the regeneration episode where at the beginning of the episode he was playing Matt Smith in Peter Capaldi's body and right. he slowly settled down into more who he was going to play. Yeah. So I don't really count those regeneration episodes. Well, he just played as confused, I thought. Which is the norm for a regeneration episode. I, I really felt like he was tra- trying to channel Matt maybe. Smith in the beginning. Maybe, maybe. And then kind of had that. his moment of clarity later. So I'm only looking at Enter the Dalek and uh, Robot of Sherwood where he had a chance to be... Um, be the doctor that he plans on being. Yeah, I and I think the what was the Sherwood episode? Robot of Sherwood. Robot of Sherwood. <laughs> that one was a little. It was it was a fun episode. The problem for us was we had an <laughs> we issue had with Cox, where it was like pausing every towards the end of the episode every thirty seconds it would pause and then oh. skip ahead like five seconds. That's so not an ideal viewing experience. It kind of sucked. But nonetheless, it was a funny episode, and it needed a little bit of uh, levity compared to the first two that yeah, were yeah. much more serious. Very much so. I really like them, though. I really do, too. Really so like them. I did not have – and I, that's not – I don't usually go for characters that are – well, I mean, I guess I went for Grail, but <laughs> I mean, I don't usually go for characters no, he's, he's that a, are a bit – He's you a know, bit of a bastard. <laughs> yeah, that are a bit of a bastard, but yeah. I really, really dig his doctor. In fact, yeah. I – like him so much more after one episode than I did Matt Smith yeah. after five or ten episodes. Yeah, and Matt Smith had to grow on me, and there were like two or th- two and a half seasons where the writing was good, and then the ending of Matt Smith I did not like at all. No. There were just a few bits that I liked, but it was not as good as Around the Pandorica. Well, Matt Smith was carried by the pawns. Yes. That yes. was the star of the show. Matt Smith just played well off of them. Because this the guy, writing was really good. This Capaldi's interpretation of Doctor reminds me heavily of Tom Baker, the fifth Doctor, in that he's more of the... Aren't you little humans quaint? That's exactly what he goes for. He goes for the, like, I'm a Time Lord. You guys, I'm here to help you. Early doctors were all that way. But you're really not that great of a people. But even, I'm going to say that even 10 was a little bit of, I mean, he he was always like, I will give you one chance. Chance, yeah. You know, 10? 10. 10. No, 10. No, um, no, I mean, sorry. Uh, nine. Nine. Eccleson. Sorry. nine. Eccleson. Even Nine yeah. Eccleson was just like that. You know, he's like, I'll give you one chance. Yeah. yeah. But so was Tennant, though. Tennant was the same way. He gave them a chance, but then but he was Tenet like... But Tennant loved humans. Right. Oh, yeah, he, he absolutely loved. He loved them. Yeah. Capaldi comes off as like, I'm going to help you because I see maybe something in you. But in, I mean, he calls them all pudding heads yeah. or whatever. Pudding, yeah. Yeah. He's like really goes off on them when they kill the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he really set the line like, I'm a Time Lord. 
you guys are the humans. Right. I'm a little lost, and I love the whole idea of, am I a good person? That yeah. was a great scene that they featured a lot in the previews of him going, am I a good man? And and uh, During the course of the, of the episodes, basically proven to him scientifically, no, you're not a very good at – your, at your core, no. you are filled with hate. You're filled with hate, and you – Make questionable decisions, yes. because he definitely chucked that robot dude off that building. Oh, absolutely. They've left that deliberately oh, oh, no. ambiguous. Oh, he totally did. Oh, oh no. He, he, he chucked him off the building. Did. It happened off camera. I know. I, I, I'm expecting an eventual flashback in the season where we will see what really happened, and it'll have right. some meaning. Well, it segues into our other thing, where they're very deliberately building the big bad. In the form of oh, yeah. Missy. Um, Very interesting. And, and an interesting place where everybody that noticed, everybody that either the, do- the doctor directly or indirectly not kills. Not because the first guy who, who got killed in the end of the dog didn't show up there. Just the woman no, did. But the, the, because the first person that died there did not die directly because of the doctor. The woman... She chose. She chose. So he didn't get. He didn't do anything. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't seem to be as clear a through line. Okay. Not every single person know. selected people who are dead because of the doctor's actions are showing up in heaven yeah. or the promised land with Missy, right? His I think, girlfriend. I think it has to do with people who probably don't see the doctor through rose-colored glasses. Don't know. I, I, you know, who who have something to have a gripe against the doctor. Yeah. So, all right, I got to go back to throwing the robot off. Okay. Though. So he basically says, the robot guy goes, I can't self-terminate. I, my, my core programming says I can't terminate. And the doctor, doctor my says, core, my, my core programming doesn't allow me murder. to murder. And he one goes, one of us is going to thought, one of us is lying. What's the first rule of the doctor? Doctor, the doctor lies. lies. I, give it, I rest my case. And, and the very <laughs> next episode, he's questioning whether or not he's a good man. Right. So that, that is a wonderful through line. Yeah. Um, and it's good, and not only that, but he's actually gotten Clara to be not annoying. Yeah, like she's I like better. Clara so of course better. she's going to Christmas special. Sure, because I'm actually starting to like. Okay, I, I kind of like this companion. Like the their dynamic is better. Yes, it's much better than the Matt Smith di- dynamic. Yeah. yeah, because I think Matt Smith was too nice. Right, and well, she's loved, not that nice. No, I love the fact that she, in the Dalek episode, it's like really. Is that your takeaway from this? Right. Yes. What's the look on your face? This is the look on my face when I'm about to slap you. Right. <laughs> Think about it, you dumbass. Yeah. What did you actually just observe? Oh! <laughs> yeah. So yeah. she is serving a purpose. She is not mm-hmm. just baggage. She is not wide-eyed wonderment. She is very practical. Yeah. Because she's actually turning to a little bit of Donna. Yeah, she's a, lot of, sense, she's yeah. a lot of the things that I miss about Donna. Right, yes, right. absolutely. Without the over-the-top trying to be funny all the time. Yeah. Because she's not Catherine Tate. No, well, absolutely. Can't turn that off. No. No. Um, but I, I really enjoyed the interlude of Donna as someone who is merely a traveling buddy. Right. That's been a rare... That's That, that was a new thing for the Doctor. Because mm-hmm. really, the, the pre-Eccleston companions were... Along for the ride, right. in the shadow of the great all-knowing alien. Yeah. No personal connection right. other than friendship. With the reboot, we got romance involved. Yeah. And Donna was the first one who took no crap from him. Right. Had a sense of wonder, was yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. total buy-in, and grew 
as a well, character, which was made which made her end all that more tragic. So much of an interesting story. Yeah. There. But, and that's why Tenet was so beloved, I think, because he showed that he could have a very deep emotional connection with Rose. Right. Can show that he can be completely oblivious to uh, Martha. 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 And then go into Donna, who then they even make. There's a, a scene in one of the episodes. I just want to mate. Yeah, like, like I don't want this. This shit is so complicated. Like, both of them like were like completely not into having a relationship right, with but each other. He was other. afraid that he was just not seeing it again. Right, right. Yeah. She's like, no, I. You're like, just, ugh. Yeah. yeah, it was, and it was a really nothing. good. Yeah. You know, he did a great job with all three companions of right. hitting them on different levels. So. So out. and I think we're getting to so it, I hadn't even realized it, but now that you say that there's a very Donna-ish in their mm-hmm. interplay, mm-hmm. so I have to ask. I was wondering when you were uh, going to open your mouth. <laughs> I've been here for a while, but you guys are on a roll. Yep. Did I, did everyone see last night's episode? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I, didn't, I didn't get it. Oh, okay. Midnight, so I had to come here <laughs> I'm first. the only one that watched it. Yeah. I'm told it's quite good, and it, it, a lot of people are saying he really hits his stride. I felt like he hit his stride in Robot of Sherwood, but how do you feel about this one? I would agree. I think that last night was the best episode of the new season so far, and that I think what the Doctor is going through is a lot to do with the fact that he's got these, you know, extra regenerations awarded by the Time Lord or Time Lords or whatever. He's really trying to find himself still and figure out who he is and his well, place in all of this because he he's prepared, in a, he's he, in all he, new territory. Yeah, for he had time prepared wars. himself for the end of his life. Right. But they all do that. Yeah. I mean, Tennant did that. But, he was like, "Am I rude now? I'm rude now." Yeah. You know. Right. I mean, so it's. But this yeah. is a bigger deal because Matt Smith's doctor had hundreds of years on Trenzalore. Right. With the deep seated knowledge that this is the end of my life. Oh yeah. All the prophecies say oh, I yeah. die here. Yeah. I've seen my grave here. He was already Ready. to. Go on to whatever comes next, and then he didn't. Yeah, and he's basically back to infancy because he's got he's back to regeneration oh, yeah. number one. one. Yeah, yeah, and or he's really trying to discover like who the Doctor is, yeah, especially in this newest episode. Especially with the, all the enlightening of of, of the, we've seen him, he is not the perfect, never changing do gooder. No. no, he completely fell in the form of the War Doctor. Right. Oh yeah. It had to be done. It was necessary. Absolutely. But it was so anti him yeah. that he tried to forget that that person ever existed. Right, right. Through multiple generations. Right, and, and they made a great point with the, the the dialogue in the 50th anniversary special. The man who the man who runs. Right. The man who forgets. Mm-hmm. Right. And whatever they would have said for Eccleston if he hadn't been a dick about not showing up for yeah. the episode. <sighs> that um, sucks. He would have been so good. Yeah. Well, he uh, was, and he was rough, and that's where Capaldi's coming in. Is he's. Cold. I mean, he le- he ditches Clara mm-hmm. at one point, and I mean, he does things that you know Tenet or even Smith would never have done. Right. He's, and he shows up with the coffee. Yeah. He sent me for coffee. Two weeks ago. In Glasgow. <laughs> oh, right, right. I got distracted. Yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that they haven't done a total redesign of the TARDIS this time. No. And he kept the same Sonic. Yeah. Which is the first time that's happened since. I mean, Eccleston only had it for the one season, mm-hmm. so Tennant basically kept it. Yeah. Um, but they were getting to the point where it was becoming the norm of you blow up the TARDIS right. every time. The TARDIS regenerates with the Doctor. Right. And they had the TARDIS change to its very sanitary environment after the Pons left. Yeah. 
very much reflecting the fact that the doctor's life was stark and emotionless yeah. and he was all about utilitarian. Yeah. And now little bits of personality crept back in. We've got the library mm-hmm. and the chalkboard and just, but they didn't burn it down and redesign it like they did the last couple of regenerations. Yeah. Um, so a little bit more yeah. of a through line there, but it's also the, the little bits they've added are like, oh, that's a, things they borrowed heavily from some of the early doctors. The library yeah. with the 500-year diary and the chalkboard were very William Hartnell um, and Patrick Cowton. Um, I'm digging it so far. Well, I, I like I, it a lot. And one I, thing I also noticed, hmm. I was looking over, over old episodes, that the actual time travel is a lot more gentle now. It's no more running around the TARDIS running around the control console, yep. shaky cam. As like, yeah. I mean, even the last one was like flip, 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 and chat. Well, and they explained that very sensibly. With in, River, with, right? Well, not with River, but with why he was always running around like an idiot, because when they were talking about in... It was designed for multiple pilots. It was designed yes, yes. to be flown by six pilots. Exactly. That's why it has a six-sided console. And he's trying to fly it solo, so the whole thing right. was jury-rigged. But then River came along uh-huh. and showed, no, you just don't. You, you leave, have the parking brake on. You leave the parking brake on, moron. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, that there, so he's, he's obviously learned a thing or two back yeah. from her. And the snapping to open the door. Yes. And, the, you know. Uh, and we've seen multiple people um, fly the TARDIS. What's her name from the uh, Christmas special? Sister. Or, oh, yeah. The head of the, the, head right, of the church. Right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know who you're talking about. Who may or may not have been River Song in the later regeneration is some yeah. speculation because she was. he talks to her about suppressing the inner psychopath right. all your life and she can fly the TARDIS yeah. and she's obviously had a relationship with the Doctor. I'm not sure if they hadn't actually written that for River Song originally. They couldn't get the actress right. or something. Though her being the head of the church that kidnapped her as an infant probably would not have worked. No. Um, yeah, it's a weird one. But was, yeah, but... Nonetheless, I mean, I think he's also just a, from an actor standpoint doing a really good job. Like he came mm-hmm. in strong, whereas I thought again with Matt Smith, it took him a while to kind to of find, find his, his legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he found his footing really in that first post regeneration episode. He was on his game with Andrew the Dalek. Yeah, I thought uh, so too. Barry, oh, yeah. you, you well, generally you, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say even in the uh, the first episode, I thought just at the very end when she gets the call from Matt Smith. And you really see that he's just kind of hurting. Right, like he's absolutely. scared. He's alone. He's being a dick because that's kind of his fallback. Type it's a, it's thing. a defense mechanism because yes. nobody right. around him recognizes him anymore. Exactly. Right, right. And, and I, they're all I've treating never, him like a completely different right. person. Yeah. Which in some ways he and is. And he kind of is. But it's, it's reinforcing yeah. all the worst parts. No, I really enjoy. But I love that scene. I love that nod to. We've never in any of these stories ever looked at regeneration from the the Gallifreyan side. Yeah. Right, right. That's um, got to suck. And because and, in their own society, they probably dealt with it just fine. Yeah. Because it was the normal thing that would happen. All the humans don't get it. You're a different person. Right. Who are you? My God. And it's a freak out every time. He's like, that was me on the phone. Well, usually, I mean. I didn't have to eavesdrop. Yeah. I had that conversation with you. It's me. Hello. Well, you look also from the translation from 9 to 10. Like, Tenet came back, and Rose is like, uh, and Tenet's like, uh, and then they're like, okay, we're cool with each other. Like, there was no real the whole, the issue whole, between well, no, the, the whole, two The whole of story arc of the Christmas special. Yeah, yeah. It was that. Her coming to terms with... With the fact that he was a different... Oh, you're the doctor. Oh, yeah. you are the doctor. Yeah. yeah. New man. Uh, there, there are some things that are different. Right. Whereas this one was much more stark. And, of course, when Tenet transformed into Matt Smith, there was no companion there to be 
you're like, uh, who the hell are you? Right. Whereas this one, break. you have Clara saying, uh, you are not only a different man, but you're like way older. Yeah. There's there's a lot more issues there, and I think they've played off of that really well. I think well. they very deliberately had the actual regeneration be a snap cut. Mm-hmm. No glowy, flingy yeah. energy, yeah. nothing. <laughs> just he rears back, they he cut back, forward, and it's Capaldi done. in the suit. Right. Yeah. Staring with his bug eyes yeah. and speaking with a Scottish accent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they did. They made that choice very deliberate to say this is an abrupt change. They even have Matt Smith foreshadow it. It's going to be a whopper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is different. And so he, he feels it's necessary to, to lay extra groundwork. You know, I'm going mm-hmm. to phone you in the future to say... I have a feeling I'm really going to need you because yes. this doesn't feel normal, right, and right. I'm not going to be in my own head, and I'm going to—I need your help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I haven't felt like talking about Doctor Who this much in a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the best testimonial I can give to the quality of the writing and mm-hmm. the acting. Absolutely. It got me. Now I'm watching the old episodes. I just have it on in the background while I'm cleaning or, you know, doing doing laundry or something because it got me back to watching some of my old favorites. Yeah. So, Barry. But you have to admit, the whole Golden Arrow thing was a little over the top, up campy. I mean, that was like, that's not just jumping the shark, that's, hopping, that's leaping the aquarium. Golden Arrow, we're referring to which? Uh, the robots of Sherwood. Oh, oh, we're not British enough to understand that. Yes. That one is that yeah. one is really close to the British identity. Yeah. That is uh-huh. their mythos, and they don't have a lot of mythos. And so I can understand how that would have less of an impact because some of the tropes they, that they showed us in there, the Sheriff of Nottingham, mm-hmm. just the Merry Men, that is, that's part of the social DNA oh, over there. Well, no, you mean killing the, it's killing the spaceship with the arrow. Oh, that was dumb as hell. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that was, that's what I mean. That's, like, like, that's just not jumping the shark and sleeping in the aquarium as far as yeah. contrived ways to... If you look back, if you look back at any of the, se- the seasons, 9, 10, 11... Uh, of the doctors, they're always they go heavy, heavy, and then they have to throw in a total yeah. kind of blow off episode. You can only cry for so many weeks in a row. Yeah, right. Or like go, wow, <laughs> that's really tough. And then they got to give you a fun episode, and that's yeah. what this one was. And that oh, I no. think that I think is a really good idea, which Supernatural does the same thing. Yeah. But that's I think why I could no longer watch Sons of Anarchy. Every single freaking episode heavy, was heavy, too heavy, 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 heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and it got to the point where I couldn't stand it anymore. Yeah. So this I, is not what I show up to my entertainment exactly, for. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So well, actually, it's a great uh, formula. That's the way The Walking Dead is, though, right. too. Uh, yeah. So, Barry, why are we wrong? Oh, uh, no. Pretty spot on. <laughs> Although, uh, there's some pretty heavy feels in this next episode that you guys haven't well, seen we yet. We just had so. a light episode. Yes. Right, right. So we I'm can expecting... have some heavy now. I think, that, yeah, I think they needed that Robots of Sherwood episode to kind of cleanse the palate a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But um, I, I like to watch Sons of Anarchy as, and think of it as like the really, really dark uh missions in Grand Theft Auto where it's like you need to go and kill this guy and like steal a bunch of stuff it's like oh I, I don't know what it is about that show but I watch it and I just imagine I'm watching someone play through Grand Th- a Grand Theft Auto game that's all I get from that show it's hilarious I don't know last season for Sons of Anarchy like it went so far dark that it almost became funny for me like it just got almost ridiculous in some parts like really like who would not be checked into an insane asylum by the point of dealing with all this bullshit mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, 
Uh, bikers, I guess. I, don't yeah, know. I guess yeah. not. Yeah. I've, I've never been a member of a biker gang. They have, so they have some very high constitution, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. People from California? Right, right. North State. <laughs> Booyah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, Barry, I did get your pins. Oh, excellent. Yes. Um, I'll have to figure out how to get transfer pins to you. Yeah, no worries. I just wanted you Pay to Pay is your pal. Pay is your pal. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, I was going to say, uh, when I went to PAX two years ago and saw you guys there, I did that thing with my phone where it scanned my barcode then. Mm-hmm. On my, when I was boarding. Oh, so under... that's that's been around for a bit. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that was the early early iterations of it. Um, was, you, was it your airline or was it the TSA yeah, pre-check? Yeah, I flew Delta. Delta okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, the airlines have had that where you know, the scanner can read paper or a screen. TSA pre-check with the QR code is a recent addition for them. Um, same idea, though. Government, of course, not exactly a leading adopter of technology. Right. True. Lagging indicator, to say the least. So I think the general consensus here is Capaldi is mostly what we were hoping for in the new doctor, more mature... Um, darker. darker, darker without being drudgingly dark. No, um, it's just questionable morals. He's questioning his own morale, yes. right? I think that's part of this season's story yeah. arc. I like the fact that we're getting it all in one chunk. Yes. There will be no mid-season break on this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, now it was right when I was calling in, and you guys were kind of discussing the pricing thing. Was it wrong to get the season pass from iTunes? True. Well, it wasn't a very good deal because you were paying for that forty-minute commercial, the Ultimate Doctor or the Ultimate Companion, depending on which service you were on. Right. On you were paying two bucks for that, and you were paying two or three bucks for that, and they were charging you either six bucks or nine bucks for uh, the premiere, depending if you were doing standard or HD. Yeah, and the premiere was. See, I yeah. I did the season pass HD, and it was forty dollars, and I got both right. of those specials. Right, and uh, basically, and basically, I mean, I, I I ran the price. There's only like 12 episodes this season, or something. So when I, when I figured out the math, they were they were basically charging you full price for those for those specials and everything. Like, hmm. which oh. every, every review I said said this is a 40 minute commercial of old clips. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm no. not going to repeat what I said because I got talk smack about that. <laughs> Hopefully, nobody makes that into a. Um, Drop in. Drop in. It totally will. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I, that was basically padding with really fluffy, yuck content. Um, I, I watched parts of them so and got, reached the same conclusion as you. Like, oh, this is just a big. Did you get the season pass, too, or what? Yeah, we got the season pass. Yeah, okay. Um, out of sheer willing to pay for the convenience. Yeah. I still have all the stuff in place to use Tor to get into you know, the British networks on a, on a mm-hmm. British IP and use the iPlayer to watch it, you know, covertly. And I'd rather give them money and encourage them to keep distributing it. So I just, and, and it's just too damn much work. Yeah. Yep. So just okay. here's, here's my 40 bucks. Midnight on Sunday, it shows up. I can watch it in glorious HD and it'll be there as long as I don't piss Apple off and they close my iTunes account. Right, right. <laughs> It, it shows up naturally at midnight, but if you go onto your iTunes and go to the store, you can tell it to download the episode just within a couple of hours after it airs. Oh, I had no idea. I got mine at, like, midnight last night. Hmm. Oh, there you go. I just and yeah, I figured it out last Saturday night, Sunday morning, that it didn't naturally download it yet. So I was like, well, why not? And so I went to the iTunes store, and it was there. There was a button that just said download. See, I'm going to the Apple TV interface, okay. so I'm always, yeah. always going mm-hmm. into the store. 
All right. So consensus is please bring us more like this. Yes. I'd be curious to see if they get uh, Neil Gaiman in there to write some episodes yeah. with this doctor because I think he'd do even better. Yeah. I liked the um, the two that he did. I liked the the first one with the bubble universe and house the the creature living in the asteroid oh, that took yeah, over yeah. The, the doctor's wife. Right. Right. And then Nightmare in Silver was yeah. it was okay. Yeah. It. it I didn't like the fact that he unashamedly just t- said, the frickin' Cybermen are the Borg, okay? Right, right. We're not even going to pretend. And, and the Cybermen were never the Borg. No. They were, the parallels were very strong. Yeah. They were started as organic life forms mm-hmm. that began augmenting themselves with machinery. Right. Mm-hmm. But the Cybermen before the modern era never tried to assimilate no. anyone. They upgraded themselves to be superior in order to kill off all competition. Right. Somewhere along the way, someone who had seen one too many episodes of Star Trek decided that they should also try to try convert to take everybody. To try to convert yeah. everybody. <sighs> no. There are no original ideas left. No, no. The getting back to the Mondasian Cybermen from our universe and getting the Cybus Industries logo off their chest and doing the whole Iron Man arc reactor right. thing. And the effects in that one where they had the legions of them lockstepping. Lock yeah. Totally approve of that. <laughs> and Warwick Davis turned in a great performance yeah. as Porridge the Emperor. Um, <laughs> the, the kids who were on board for just that one episode were really freaking annoying and badly written. Um, but bring oh, me yeah. more. Bring, I want to I see Gaiman paired with Capaldi yeah. and see what we get with that. I had a really great uh, Neil Gaiman discussion with a friend last night because he was talking about, like, no one's ever written a book and really analyzed the roles of gods and all this different stuff in American society. I'm like, oh, has you ever read American Gods by Neil Gaiman? And he went, who's Neil Gaiman? And I was like, are you oh, kidding me? I got the book and threw it at his head. I'm like, you need to read this. Yeah. This book that you just described. Right, right. But then yeah. he was like, yeah, but it needs to like discuss this, that, and the other thing. And I was like, you need to read this book. This book. <laughs> all in here. And he wrote it like 10, 15 years ago. Uh, oh, there are no original ideas. All right, we need to wrap this up. Yep. We are way over time. You have been listening to Casually Hardcore, live on alphageekradio.com. Two hours of your life. You just ain't getting back. You can find us like a rash all over the web, www.alphageekradio.com. We are on the Twitter, at Alpha Geek Radio is the network, at Hardcore Casuals is the show. I am on there at Gnomewise. She is Daxa, that's D-A-K-S-A, not X. And he is Izzy Grail. Daxa-C-H. Daxa-C-H. So sorry. D-A-K-S-A-C-H. Izzy Grail, I-Z-Z-Y-G-R-A-I-L. Send your messages to the show at alphageekradio.com. Check out the subreddit, alphageekradio.reddit.com, if you want to submit suggestions of topics for us to discuss during the mm-hmm. show. We welcome and encourage your involvement. Um, Hit us up on the Facebook. The book face, yep. We're in there. Just do a search for Casually Hardcore. You can also do a search for Alpha Geek Radio if you want to follow the station as well. You can listen while you're on the road at mobile.alphageekradio.com or mm-hmm. use the tunein.com app. Just search for Alpha Geek Radio. All four of our channels are available on there on all manner of platforms. I even got it working on the PS3 the other day, which I hadn't realized the app Woo-hoo. had been released for that. So I was doing awesome. TuneIn Radio on PS3, PS4. You name it, they can play on it, and you can find us. I have been GnomeWise. I have been Dexa. And I've been Grail. And there's people on the phone, too. Yep, true. That's true. <laughs> and Barry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, other Barry. Hang up on him. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you bastards. Yep. And we are out of here.
radio people.